Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Oh. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, we are on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you like the Pirate Radio Facebook page, and you can find our program there each and every day. Also, subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube, and uh, check us out there as well. We'll be monitoring the chats today, and you can be a part of of the program if you choose to do so coming up on the program at four o'clock we will talk to former ecu great former atlanta falcon justin hardy taking his talents north of the border we'll talk to justin hardy about his move to the cfl and uh, get a life update from the pirate great Uh, hardy will join us coming up at four o'clock on today's show we'll get you ready for the aac basketball tournament and the other tournaments going on with si seymour in hour number two as we'll talk pirate hoops they're in action thursday one o'clock against cincinnati in round one of the aac tournament got that coming your way steven igo joins us at five billy weaver also in the five o'clock hour We've got Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and C.J. Schaefer producing. And the boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Here in the Pirate Radio studios, Troy D. and Ellerby live at 3. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, Clipper? We're here. Welcome. Putting the band back together, as I like to say. Still kind of in the same seats. You at the far end, and Troy D., close to you. I feel like I should be in there. Do you? Yeah. Where would Shirley be, then? Shirley would be home where she'd prefer to be. <laughs> yeah. She said that very adamantly. Yeah, she's, hey. she's willing to go right now. <laughs> hey, put your keys down. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So there's an anomaly in the schedule. So we've had, you know, with baseball season starting, little... ECU baseball? Middle no, school. No, 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 middle school baseball. <laughs> okay. Little Dreyfus, Little LRB, which aren't so little, by the way, anymore, uh, are on the our teammates on the Bulldogs, the Epps Bulldogs. So uh, Jonathan and I were both at the game yesterday so we've modified our schedule to work around this program well and baseball schedule. does i mean because the players lounge on mondays which is extremely popular <laughs> uh those uh four gentlemen take up uh, a lot of uh, air time on mondays which is awesome because uh all four of uh, those guys are doing a great job and uh so we, we've moved our schedules around yeah. so we're going to appear we both chose tuesday at three just yeah. because we want to spend time with you we have the sign-up sheet in the hall you guys both signed up yeah. tuesday three o'clock well i signed up first troy put his name above mine you know this is how it goes uh speaking of you mentioned four guys yesterday is the number four special meeting today clip only four days away until daylight savings time which is what everybody's roll back about. Saturday night, extended days, extended sunsets starting Sunday night. 
you won't see the sun go down until after seven o'clock thank you for keeping us updated on that every appearance you make on the show i just now it's really close Mm -hmm. four days away clip it is i mean you can hang in there for four even i can do that yeah i'm not really yeah it's not going to change much for me i mean what's going to be different in your life oh man everything like just my (laughs) attitude i won't be able to do more stuff when i get home I can go outside and enjoy the You can do those things exercise. now. You can like do those things night now. Because it's daylight. LRB is I'm Mr. so fired up about this. Mr. Motivational quote. Uh, Troy can control to, his own attitude. He doesn't need yes, daylight. I'm going to win the day because there'll be more day. Day to win. No, there's more we, day to win. The one thing we're all equal in, there's 24 hours in a day there's for all There's more daylight. <laughs> You're not going to change my mind on this negative not if, guy. Not if you get up when the sun rises. You're not going to change my mind. I'm more excited about like Selection Sunday and the NCAA tournament. Well, that'll be here before you know it. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Sunday. Right, exactly. So I'm excited about but that. But the time changes first. That's great, man. That is awesome. East Carolina now only four wins away of being a part of Selection Sunday. The number Sunday. four Speaking of four again. again mm. And guess what? Trent. Pretty soon, there might be four people in the studio. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I just saw I just saw someone roll through. You did warn me. I'll give you that clip. Thanks for the warning. We made a call. Uh, Got a call the to the bullpen. I figured that— We haven't that, gone four deep in here in a while. I said, uh, Molly, if Troy starts talking about time and the time change, we're going to need you to come in. But, but is, enough is of it. Is Molly here? Oh, yeah, he's here. Nice. Yeah, I guess he's just wandering around the uh, yeah. the station here at the moment, the, yeah. the building. But Tell Molly he can come in if he wants to. Yes. So ECU four wins away, as you said, Troy D. It all starts Thursday against Cincinnati. And we, uh, Igo and I will run over the past history of ECU in the conference basketball tournaments throughout the years. Uh, it's not good. And you said it's uh, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Is that right? We'll so be we'll here in studio party. watching it. Yeah. Kind of be the, it'll be the pregame to uh, PRL that day. Correct. Yeah. What's uh, the spread going to be, Clip Rock? Have they come out with a spread? I got yet? six and a half, but I was, was going to say seven. Seven to eight. Seven. Seven to eight. That's what two numbers. Say? All right, I'll go eight. All right. Hmm. I'm not really sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I, I, I would have no no idea what to get. Well, ECU lost by one at home on a game they lost on a last second shot. Basically, they lost by seven on the road to Cincinnati. Yeah, they really should have won that one at home. And I thought it was you know, there wasn't embarrassed on the road. Right. They, so it's they, possible. They could be. If it's at six and a half, where are you putting your money? I, in my in my mind, I see Cincinnati winning this game by seven points. But having said that, I, I'm going to take the Pirates. Speaking of which, <clears throat> what happened Sunday? Well, uh, first of all, it was one week away from daylight savings time, so I celebrated that. With NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR. Yeah. Alex Bowman won. Which none of us had. See, but I'm not going to do this with you right now. No, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. How are you in a NASCAR pool? I, I you know, don't know I, any NASCAR drivers. It's week three. You said you were going to be into it I this know, year. I'm sorry. Where did the, where was the race? Just be honest. Where was no, the race? I believe it was uh, Las Vegas. You got that? Yeah. I just forgot to check it. Where's the race this week? I want to say Atlanta or somewhere Phoenix. in California. Okay. Molly, come on in when you're ready. Do, do I, I owe you 10 or you owe me 10? I owe you 10 bucks. Okay, fair but enough. But I, right. I, I mean... Just let it roll to next week. If we're going to do this... I like, know. I'm going to start paying attention now. No, you're not. I am. Just say you're I right. am. Or what? Why, just, why Stop pretend? Stop telling me what I'm going to do or not do. Why I'm, pretend? I am going to start paying attention now. If you can't come Especially in, when I got money riding on this can thing. Can you name... How many drivers do you have? 
We, he didn't even know he just had the winner. He doesn't know he How many drivers it. do you have? He doesn't know. We each have, uh, I believe, five drivers. We have six. Six. This is, what is wrong with you? So if he can't name his six drivers next week, Cliff, he forfeits and pays out the rest no, of the season to you. Not, you're not making the rules up. This is how we do it. This is our thing. It's really exciting. <laughs> hey, right. M- Mully, I All got right, your Monday, seat Monday, I will know who won. And I'll, you'll either owe me 20 or I'll owe you, or you'll owe me nothing. Or I'll owe you nothing. And now I get nothing. Yeah. Uh, Craig says Troy's going with eight for the line, but actually seven with the time change. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Craig. That that's, is good. That's that pretty is good. good. All right. Pirate Hoops Thursday. Pirate Baseball today, gentlemen, as East Carolina takes a five-game winning streak into Blacksburg. Get to Take play the Hokies. I didn't know the Hokies were still playing. Us I know. Liz Babcock throwing out the first pitch. This, yes. this must have snuck through uh, the goal here. Yeah. I don't know how Cliff got this one on the schedule. Yeah, but, uh, the AD must not have been paying attention. I guess not. Baseball guys can make their own schedule. It is a lot more friendlier to schedule East Carolina and baseball. People are a little bit more receptive to, to get those I mean, Duke, NC even State, Carolina, North Carolina, State, Carolina Virginia yeah. Tech. Teams because that we actually us in football, we'll schedule some baseball. We helped them out with RPI and yeah. being on a, a national game. It is kind of ironic that those games are easy to schedule in baseball, but they don't want anything to do in football. And that baseball is a, you know, that they regionalize pretty much for the most part, the scheduling. Yeah. And that's how it should be for football, in my opinion. Well, it kind of is this year. Old Dominion, NC State, Campbell. Yeah. Coming to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Molly, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm up. Am I on? Hello? Hello? You're on. Welcome. There. Hey, there I am. What's up, guys? Got some ears. It's good to see you guys. What brings you by these parts? Clip. <laughs> I invited him. Hmm. Well, he gave me a. Uh, I was going to talk well, about I, Aaron so Rodgers. I do. Well, I do that. You needed. Content. He's my Aaron Rodgers guy. I do that. You needed content. This was. No, the he hasn't signed the deal yet. Hour. It's leaked out that they have a, you know, a deal in principle, I guess, but it is not signed. From what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> then you know what? Enjoy it, guys. <laughs> It, it's reporting that he's going to sign on Sunday after daylight savings. Uh, Aaron I hear that's four days away. He's going to get more. And ironically, a four-year deal. The number four again, from what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. Two hundred million. It's kind of creepy at this point. How did many, you, did how, you see this coming? Like, did you think? I, I think it's it the sign. worst thing the Packers could do. Really? Yeah. If two hundred million bucks to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. It, the only way it works is they've got to win two Super Bowls in the next four years. Yeah. None of the rest of it makes any sense. Maybe they view him as their Tom Brady. But he hasn't been Tom Brady. Without the championships. Yeah, well, then how could he be Tom Brady? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still a great quarterback. If you want to get to the first round to lose, and as a Bears fan, you would love that. And I, no knock. Right now. Right. But, the, yeah. I mean, but that's $200 million bucks. That's a lot of money. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers himself. He tweeted out, hey, everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports of me signing a contract are inaccurate as are the supposed terms of the contract I quote-unquote signed. I'm very excited to be back. See, I mean, why even make a statement at this point? So maybe Because he's, he's Aaron Rodgers. This dude loves the spotlight, and this has come out of nowhere. He hasn't been this guy's whole career there. Right. Of course, he hasn't been the number one guy, but he has been for, he's been here 16 years or something? Hashtag year 18. Okay. So who, if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, who would you like to see as quarterback? Because you're would, a Packers guy. It wouldn't have mattered. I would rather seen three first-round picks over the next year or two go ahead and reset yeah just yeah reload sign you know spend some money elsewhere what's this going to do to the rest of the guys your true free agents that make a difference i wonder if his buddy Devontae is going to be back if he's he's probably going you know he Devontae the whole time's been going we hey where are we going what now i don't know there's enough (laughs) money to pay us yeah you know it's this this isn't the yankees 
What are the Yankees? They well, did they just spend it? Salary cap don't bother them. The uh, is that a baseball? I'm not yeah. familiar with that sport. Well, they, there used to be a sport called baseball. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to take another week off too. Uh, at the end of the day today, uh, they'll lose the second week of games. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, the rich get richer clip. He already owns the Bears. Now he'll get another two hundred million. It sounds like. Maybe he can reinvest it in the Soldier Field. See, if I was over there, Troy, I would have, yeah. Thanks for yeah. giving me that rim shot there. Is that supposed to be funny? Bears owner Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay. The only thing the Bears have going for them is the Lions. That's Yeah. Who are pesky. You know what? It, it, we, we, beat the, t- we beat the Packers in the first half when I was there. And, and, and if the game ended at halftime, we would have won. I would just it well. Yeah, I would have just as soon seen Golf go be the quarterback for the Packers as yeah. to sign in for two hundred million bucks. Wow. I don't want to see Jordan Love. He's awful. But maybe you get something for him too, just because there's just enough unknown. That's how these things work, wasn't well, it? The Packers guy that got that big money in Seattle years ago, the guy Flynn from the uh, yeah, Matt, LSU, yeah, Matt yeah. Flynn. Well, Garoppolo's a prime example of that. Now he's yeah. he's panned out somewhat. He's a seven out of ten, but he's been on the Super Bowl. That's right. Had a chance. Matt Flynn and what was the tall dude that played for the Broncos Brock and then the Tech? Yeah, everybody man fell in love with that cat. He played like one half of football, and everybody fell in love. And with he it. got like fifty million. Well, he beat maybe the Patriots or something filling in for Peyton. Well, Manning. and I think that's the deal. Tom Brady made this become a thing all of a sudden the backup becomes a Hall of Famer and maybe the greatest player ever everybody's thinking maybe they can find that backup the greatest dude is also you gotta put up there is Matt Castle who backed up Tom Brady for a long time never even started at USC or he maybe even played at USC got was Tom Brady's backup and then got paid by I believe the Chiefs yep. and maybe another team yep. or two and hell he may still be holding a clipboard we, on we, the sidelines we were talking at lunch today but you know who the hot free agent quarterback is this, this season here we go Get the no, rim shot. For real? No, they, they're saying Trubisky. He's been like oh, no. rehabilitated in uh, in Buffalo. They've yeah. shown that Nagy dragged the Bears down so far without him. They were va- blaming it on him. It wasn't all Trubisky, which I guess is it was a true. Buffalo coach or something said he's the guy you want uh, marrying your daughter. Like they are really doing all they can to try to raise the stock. They're saying he might Trubisky. get ten million this year. Panthers are one of the teams potentially looking at. And the thing is, ten million. Aaron got fifty, or is going to get fifty a year. That's just it's it's crazy. if Trubisky gets ten million, then Aaron Rodgers should be getting a hundred million. Maybe you're right. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is probably going. Go ahead, let's see what Trubisky gets before right. I sign this contract. Yeah, maybe that's see. why it's not signed. That's exactly. I'll right. come then, play for you, but well, let's just. Well, well then you've got the Kyler Murray situation. What's going to happen there? The contract that doesn't mean anything, and then of course for us, it looks like he's going to Denver. All right, Molly, you're my baseball guy. I haven't been following the lockout stuff that closely, other than the headlines. What is the real? Is it just about money? What What is the stick, true sticking points at this point, and what are the chances that they'll get this thing worked out in relatively? I soon? have asked guys that same question that are in professional baseball, and they don't know that what you get fifty million answers that are not answers. So ultimately, I think it's like what is relevant to them. I I, I don't. It, it it strictly it it truly comes down to money. There's some rule change things that are being discussed. I saw that they're going to ban the shift. They're going to ban the shift. And of course, who's the first person to come out and make a comment about it? Trevor Bauer. Trevor, dude, who's still he's in limbo. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the, the, all the charges allegedly have been dropped against him and whatever else. So how do you feel about that? I don't like banning the shift. How do you I don't ban like the shift? telling well, it, teams part of baseball, what they can it, do? I well, mean, and the thing is, it wasn't part of baseball because nobody until recently was maybe either smart enough or had the information that they have now, right? To be able to look at it and go, this dude pulls the ball on the ground and hits it up in the air 95% of the time, so let's play that. 
but that's play just smart. They said, right, right. But so, how can but, you tell people where they can stand in the outfield? I, I, look, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with. You. I don't, I don't necessarily love it. I think it gets overused, uh, especially at the lower levels of the game. The shift is only as effective as the pitcher, right? The pitcher has to pitch into the shift. So I, I don't know that. Um, at the lower levels of the game, guys can't necessarily always make those pitches. Uh, and I'm not even saying that the Division One nationally ranked teams, those kids can typically, you know, throw it where they want it. But um, the shift, it, you know, Bra- Bauer made the comment. He said, well, let's outlaw the curveball, too. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're going to take away my strategy, then let's just, you know, let's not, let's not. Throw sometimes players bunt and then the infield Correct. comes let's in. Take, let's take the bunt th- away. Then you can't come up on a bunt. Right. I mean, where do you draw the line? I, I, I don't know. What and if you're shading for a double play? Like, who is going to. regulate where guys can stand before a pitch do we see a line drawn on the field and if you're out of this if you're out of your box you're you're out of the shortstop zone and what so what's the call there if you wait if you wait until the pitch is thrown and then you're say you're right on the line of whatever the allowable you know metric is you get a ball put up on the uh count is that i mean is it so dude hits a home run is it a dead ball let's talk about this let's talk about this if you're worried about where players are standing the umpires are using reviews more and more and more so now you're just adding another job to them that they're you know that they're already second guessing the human element anyway so at what point is everybody's going to be watching where the shortstop second baseman is standing and gonna be like you know kind of like tom and you could have another it's going to make a slow walk out to the field to to get it reviewed you would just about have to have a shift umpire depending on what the base runner situation is because hey creating new jobs because guys get into different you know umpires get into different spots depending on where the base runners are so quite possibly your defenders could be behind you the only way to fix it would be is if you get out of your certain area it's like hockey you go in the penalty box you can't play the next inning hey so we'll go, you, eight, go with eight you play with eight go holy with eight. holy shift this is a bunch of shift to me there we go there we go <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, uh, Molly, maybe we go church league softball slow pitch rules and have that extra fielder. Yeah, field. well, and, so, and he can go wherever he wants. Well, so part of part of defending like a late inning deal, you might go to what you bring in a fifth infielder. So I, I, is that would that be considered a shift? You know, when you bring in the extra info. All right, All right back, back to the big picture. This is just one sticking point that they've been talking about. Yeah, I, but I, what about the big picture? When it's are, money. Are they I mean, get, it always it yeah. always boils down to money. What's the time frame? Do you th- are, are they, they going to get a season in? First, they've of got all? a de- they've got a deadline today at five o'clock. They've had so many deadlines. This is the second one, so they've already dropped week one. If they don't reach an agreement today, which apparently there was an offer that went out over the weekend that was like it wasn't even considered. So it looks like this deadline is going to pass. So now week two of the season. So week one was like 91 games. Week two will be another so 91 the games. The longer it goes, if they do reach something, it's going to be a shorter and shorter yeah. season each time. Yeah. They're not hey, gonna... And look, I don't know if you heard, Tony was in last time I was on with Clip. And, and I asked Tony, I was like, you know, what, what as a as a former guy that played at the highest level that went through this what you know kind of what's your take and he said what i think a lot of these guys feel hey man i'm kind of a league minimum dude i, I want to play like those right. especially in the nfl those the are game checks. File guys want right play. let's let's go play uh you know you've got owners contending that they're losing money come on you may lose money on the front end but you have a, a, a an asset that is just appreciating at an incredible rate that if you're so worried about losing money sell it for a billion and move on I, that's but that's our simplistic view. I would love to know truly what this is about, and I think you could Google twenty five different articles and get twenty five different answers. 
they're they're bad business people if they're losing money and oh I mean, correct i mean they're just it's it's they're just greedy Dots. and uh they, they they should be making money on tv they should be making money you know in, in the ballparks of of getting fans to go to the games and if they're just, losing money it's creative accounting well, listen and and if it's if if we're completely wrong like if say the perception from the consumer from the fan is that this is purely greed driven like even if we're wrong about that that is the perception well we're the ones that fund this beast we're the ones that buy mlb we're the ones that watch the games we're the ones that attend ball games they're losing the fan base as if it wasn't already happening. And this happened in the 90s, didn't it? Yeah, it's been 26 years yeah. since they had a work stoppage. But what's funny to me, Troy, is they, they kind of brag about, well, you know what, it's been 20, we're due to have But it took them a <laughs> right. while to recover they from that. They used that, that as like a, hey. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. McGuire and Sosa it, got McGuire it back. McGuire and Sosa saved them. Yeah, it did. Well, the Braves went in the World Series yeah, the year that, after. Really. That helped. No. That helped. Yeah, I, I just... But I mean, if they, I mean the owners are complaining, they really don't have themselves to blame because they're the ones paying average pitchers fifteen million dollars a year. Dude, you've never heard of that. Just be like, oh gosh, we need we need a left hander. Guaranteed, uh, right? Yes, guaranteed money. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get a break in. Sure, we'll come back. You hanging out? I can. All right, good deal. We'll have more with Mully and the boys, Troy D and Ellerby, when we return on a, a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Oh, boy. Back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. Listen at your own risk. <laughs> this show within a show. Listen. Do you want to take that conversation into the show? We've done it too many times. I don't, I don't oh, want to no, do this again. No. Troy D's time. Is, no, I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear it. Don't start it. No. Okay. Talk All about right. something else. Right. Ask Troy how, what he's good at. <laughs> I tell you we what don't he's have good that at. much time. That's a good point. Especially this weekend when you lose an hour. You know what? And yeah. I got to make a point about the social media post yesterday. Young Ellerby has a fantastic day. Four for four in the dish. Those days do not come often. Troy is nice enough to take a picture and Troy enough to ruin it by giving himself accolades about taking the damn picture. Yes. See, there's Molly that has like no sense of humor. So let me pull up what <laughs> no, I said. No, I think I was saying what the rest of the world was thinking. No, it's damn funny, Molly. I was about you to give Troy a compliment, but let's do this yeah, first. Let me that pull he up takes out. good pictures? Let's roast him first, and Hold then on. I'll give him a compliment. Let me, let me see what he was complaining I didn't even about. notice that. Troy can't remember his NASCAR huh. drivers or his uh, Facebook post. Because I gave Troy I and LRB a like on their uh, their kids winning the game. Yes, yeah, right, so so it was a nice win by Epps Baseball. Yes, yeah, so a good team win. It was. It was a team yeah, win. Hunter, Hunter was sick. He had a great game. He, he did. It was incredible. He really had... Light played lights out. Where's my quote? Uh, Man, you have a lot of comments on here. Hold on. (laughs) 
can't even find mine. <laughs> Probably. Not oh, I said Hunter was a beast today. So proud of his hard work in the That's offseason nice. play, paying off. Stop there. <laughs> Stop there. He always goes a little too far. That's a great pick, by the way. What an awesome photographer you have. Oh, God. No. That was- please. No. Please, everyone be quiet. <laughs> that was an awesome picture, I thought. Even John was like, I never get a picture. I said, I'm taking a picture of y'all. I said, Hunter, shut up and get in the picture. And he did. I think you let him get away with stuff. He's like, oh, we'll do it. And it, he doesn't do a picture for you. I knew he'd do a picture for Uncle Troy. There you go. Okay. So anyway, so Molly. Great job then. Oh, I lost it. Molly then said, what are you, his pitching coach? Or uh, No, I said, what did you you going to take credit for his hits, too? Well, that's where my compliment was going to come in. So Troy D., who's my baseball guy. Actually, was at practice right before first game. He coached the practice that led to the win yesterday. That is true, Clip. Thank you for remembering. Which is absolutely shocking, and I want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. I feel like I'm the uh, fourth alternate coach now on this team. What exactly? So how did that practice go? It went good. We kind of kept it loose because we knew we had a big game coming up. We didn't want guys too tight. As you know, Molly, you don't want to run them in the ground before a big game. I can't. So uh, I can't. We just... I can't do this. We did some scrimmaging, <laughs> did a lot of BP, I, did some infield outfield. You got to suspend your disbelief sometimes when you're on the show, I, Molly. This, you know how many years this is? You know how I suspended the disbelief early on, but now I don't have that ability. Molly's getting even older and cranky. Th- this is this is kind of like a sci-fi I want to hear show. from Fo Mo- Molly. It's a fiction show. What does he think? Trust me, son. You don't want to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> we even Fair got enough. a smile out of him today. Fair enough. You could have seen it, but we got, I wish I had that on that photo. <laughs> yeah, we're on video. Troy secretly was hoping he could take BP when he went out to coach practice. I, know, I did day. not take BP. I didn't want to. I know. He, I know. Uh, we can arrange that. I don't I would, think you want the kids to see that. Uh, I think it would be all right. I think either way. I know they'd, you see, think they'd see, wow, this guy's really good, or more, we're better than this full-grown man. Oh, I'll take the ladder. Either way, it could work. That's yeah. a good point. Look how much confidence we have. We can hit better than this guy. Hmm. You know, you might be so, on to something there. Yeah. Molly, are you glad you're out of coaching when you know that Troy D is uh, the type of baseball I, coach? I, I, that, you know what? That doesn't that, even... One and no, no, Molly. There, Undefeated. No, there, there's no... Uh, I, I, you know what? Good for you. One and no. Stop there. <laughs> yeah. See, stop there. I'm retiring. That's good. Yeah. That's I mean, good. You're retiring. Retiring. Stop there. <laughs> From assisting at practice. <laughs> hey, Molly, some good baseball out of Clark McClare over the weekend. Really good. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Pirates won five in a row. That Bryant series, we're still trying to figure out what's going on on both sides because Bryant yeah. hasn't won a game they since, scuffled. I don't yeah. think. And it, East Carolina's looked great since then. Yeah, Bryant got swept by Davidson the following weekend. But listen, man, that's 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 in the rear view. It's a, yeah. Again, it's a long season. I just the 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 offensive approaches by the guys are just exponentially better. You're not seeing the kind of wild swings, and uh, it looks like there's a little bit more of a focused plan. But some of that is that some of these guys are getting used to college baseball, and it's a different animal. So I mean, I look from from where they started to where they are. I, man, I, I, it, it's extremely impressive, and I, it, I think there's going to be a lot of good things out of this club. Well, I mean, and it, really as we all know, know, they should have been swept by Brian. If, if nothing else, they, it should have at least been a one game victory but either way it seemed like whatever could go wrong went wrong for the pirates that weekend and they've got it somewhat fixed you know as far as getting it back on track yeah i think that's what i just said there is an echo in this room every time i come in here there's there's an impression bryant's lost more than just davidson they've uh i don't think they've won since then. i think they've lost like five in a row they were nationally ranked for one weekend. Thanks After to us. beating us. They, yeah they got the 22 21 what do you think about the pitching right now with ec baseball man i mean the, the, what else can those dudes do? I mean, they are just 
you know, he's running them out there, and it seems like every guy he's pressing the right buttons. There's been some real surprises, I, at least in my eyes, and not, not no no insider information. Anything. I, I mean, I, what Spivey's done has been really really impressive. I think you saw this weekend it got a little bit ragged on the back end where there have been so many moves made that you know you get into that late in that game Sunday playing a nationally ranked team uh, and and coming off a little bit of a scare the night before Cliff had to get a little bit creative but I uh, I mean that pitching staff has been extremely good and I you know I just expect them to continue to get stronger Austin Knight's doing a great job in his first years of pitching coach it'd be a test for him this week playing five games though. Oh yeah, look and, and this, there's no this, this run these next five games these are not patsies. Don't think St. Mary's is a joke. I think they're like nine and one or something. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, Rafford and Virginia Tech, you're gonna get dog fights out of those guys. So um, I think the pitching staff has done uh, an, an, an admirable job, giving them a, a chance to be in the game. And I think. I think the other move that's kind of overlooked here is Bryson Worrell to the leadoff spot. And it has been – I think it's been as good for him as it is for the club. Uh, Bryson, he's a very capable bunter. Uh, obviously, he had a ball out of the park the other night. He can run. He's been here, so he's not – there's not going to be a whole lot that happens that's going to surprise him. He did get picked off the other day by, uh, you know, early on in the Sunday game. After like four attempts. Yeah. So, I, I you know, but, but I don't think um, – I think that's been a huge deal, and I think these guys are kind of uh, settling in a little bit. Uh, Lane Hoover, I mean, just his 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 approach at the plate to me is very um, confident, and it's not the oh he's seeing the ball it looks like a beach ball. I think he's confident in his plan. He's going up there with with intentions of you know a, an intentional at bat, not just going up there, you know, kind of free you know free swinging or however you want to put it. You asked what more could the pitching do? One thing they could do is get more innings out of starters because it, that has been a struggle, but. I I agree with you, but I also think some of that is 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 Cliff's philosophy. He I don't see him very often letting guys pitch themselves out of jams. So they're like openers, like so it, the term in Major League Baseball. Or does he have them on pitch count? Well, I th- I don't think it's a necessarily a pitch count thing. I think it's a it's it's a pitch pitch count to where you see a fall off or where you see something you don't like. I mean, it might be um, a key with this cat is if his breaking ball starts staying up, that means there's some fatigue there or we're losing a little something. It could, a lot of guys have different kind of cues that you're looking for. And I think it's just part of Cliff's philosophy that if the guy in there is not getting it done at the level he wants to get it done, that he'll make a move. And that's uh, part of the strength being a bullpen. You can do that where other teams you play can't. And we saw that this weekend that's with right. their guys. There are other starters going deep into games even after giving up runs. So. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think again, it's a you recruit that philosophy. If if Cliff knows that he and, and Coach Knight are going to manage the staff that way, then they need to make sure they have the donkeys down there to do it with. They've done a great job of that. So let's keep running these guys out here and and, and you know see what see what they can get out of them. Oh, we had a picture of Mike Mullis smiling thanks to uh, Josh who tweeted oh, that wow. out. So well done, Josh. That is like a that is the ultimate P one move right there. It's like seeing Thank a you, comet Josh. in the sky. No, dude, it was just it would have been from the angle because I've got over his shoulder. See, I've look got how Chandler, mad you are. They were both smiling. It would have been perfect. You had real Mullis and fake Mullis. <laughs> they were both smiling. You were yeah, about to get mad. You, well, you make sense. I'm, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> you're I mean, a great I, get, guy. I literally get asked by people, why do they make you out to seem like you're. It's your character. I, do, on the I, I, I think our listeners really think Mully is one hell of a. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's a tale of two Mullies. Can you say that? Yeah. Easy we're not just there. podcasting here, buddy. <laughs>
<laughs> that was faux Molly, by the way. <laughs> now we know why. Yeah, I don't know why, Chandler, but if you put hole on the end of that word, it's like different than just using the. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. And yeah. I'm not so sure you can't say that but yeah. we would prefer not to say and we it. probably should not have stopped in our conversation to draw this much attention to what i'm just thinking <laughs> nah we should uh, we should point it out yeah. the rest of the show you know clip your shirt is kind of a daylight savings time kind of thing we've it's, got we've got extended bright. sunlight in here today we do i like i'm sure i'm brightening your day he's got yeah. some pirate vibes the reflection on. off your head and yeah. bright no, it's, perfect. <laughs> it's perfect it's <laughs> perfect all right, no mustaches here, guys. What are we doing? No, I'm surprised. I thought you do a Molly, don't you normally? Oh, I, I, Molly I have done a goatee kind of thing, but I ain't yeah. got a lot going on. Yeah. Troy, you got scruff. I do. Have you might as well just I, shave I, it. I could and, maybe over the weekend pull a crazy Ivan and come back Monday with something. There's no way you would. No, it's another. There's no way I could. Now nah. my he has a better chance of knowing his NASCAR drivers. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let me tell you this: if he does it, there'll be daily Facebook reports, uh, reports about uh, the progress of the uh, of the choice. He's, he's going to lose. And an there'll hour be a selfie so he could uh, congratulate himself on the great oh, the, what a great picture yeah what a great picture i think a, it's a great idea of a terrible stash we'll see i don't know brian bailey's working on one i can't get chandler to do one unfortunately he's not ready he's kind of got it going chandler. well but like, he's got like more stuff out there so yeah i can't grow one you need if we had mustache sideburn march you'd be good to go chandler I'm riding solo on this one. I think so. Troy Day should jump in, though. It's not too late, Troy Day. Yeah. We'll see. You I got a at, lot of days of March left. I was actually going to shave And there's going to be a lot more sunlight for you to grow your mustache. <laughs> Unfortunately, in. you will lose one hour on that stash growth this weekend yep, for the right. month. 23-hour day. Yeah. Yep. So that's a shame. But if you don't set your alarm <laughs> Sunday morning, <laughs> you won't feel the effects of it. Mm -hmm. Just sleep in, folks, is, what, is my key to victory there. All right. Don't set your alarm what Sunday morning. What if you morning. have to work? Then you're screwed. You probably do feel like you lost an hour. Yeah. Who, who, who's on the mound today for the Pirates? Do we know? Yes. Nick Logish. Logish. Yes, Nick Logish. 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 Well, you know what's interesting, too? Sailor, uh, you know, goes from being a Friday night guy to a weekend guy. Maybe you see him tomorrow. Well, he looked awesome uh, out of the pit yes. when he came in. And I think there's a little bit of chip on his shoulder about that move, which they very well should be. You're the Friday night guy, right? So, uh, but I uh, – yeah, I, th this this next five games, of course, you know, I mean, today's going to be a lot of fun. I, I I just enjoy watching these these midweek games with teams that you know you don't typically see the Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech has uh, kind of historically been a, on a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but they're, I mean, they're, they're a scrappy lot, so it should be a, a good test. And Mully, weekend to weekend, and these midweeks, you, you never know. How about what happened in Raleigh with Northeastern sweeping NC State? How about our uh, Corey Glore got to call a series win for Tulane? That broke the scoreboard. The, the kid that hit it busted the scoreboard. They uh, is beat, everybody safe? Safe. They beat Mississippi State two or three times over the weekend. So uh, some strange scores in Starsville baseball. That was in New Orleans. In New, New Orleans, Orleans. Mm -hmm. literally, the, 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 on the Sunday game, the jumbotron was out of service, and they had a kind of a disclaimer, or whatever the guy. The guy's name was like. Uh, golf or something so they said it was a walk golf home run broke the scoreboard it's kind of like the and natural had a big square almost. underneath yeah. it where the where the he, i mean knocked all the scoreboard it's pretty awesome but yeah i mean what, what a great i mean that's kind of like in basketball like shaquille o'neal bringing down a goalpost well I mean, what it makes me do is question i mean the a intelligence, uh, back goal, backboard yeah the intelligence of the operations folks in tulane you would think when you spend that money on a digital scoreboard let's put a net, net let's yeah. put a net in front yeah. of that you like grave little league did well like East Carolina did. I mean, it'd be a good yeah. idea. Josh Moylan uh, went over the scoreboard on uh, this weekend. Good to see him. Yeah, hit one. Yeah, because yeah. he hadn't hit many this year. No, 
a little bit of a struggle. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back. uh, More to go in hour number one. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Deuce, Justin Hardy, making the move to the CFL, uh, back on the football field. So looking forward to catching up with Justin at 4 o'clock. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You know what happens when you mess with a 125-year-old? You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Let's get a quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Boston College with a 64 to 42 lead over Pittsburgh, the first game of the ACC tournament. They are playing this year in the Barclays Center in New York. That's what a joke. Molly shakes his head. Would be interesting to see uh, Duke and uh, North Carolina match up in the finals for like the rubber match. Yeah. Uh, everybody in the world would like to see that. Do y'all remember when the ACC tournament was uh, like a huge deal? Yeah, like, it used to be. I did. They would roll the TV in on oh, the car yeah. to school and yeah. you would lock it down at noon and it yeah. was like. Not anymore. But that no. used to be on a Friday. Molly. That's right. Yep. That's yeah. right. It was, it, was, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday tournament. Played in Greensboro. And all the teams were like teams. Yeah, they were ACC teams, not right. Big East and Correct. you know like we've got now. Yeah. So when's the last time is the ACC tournament been exciting or relevant in your life? Uh, when I the the day they quit doing that, <laughs> the day the, <laughs> day, you, the day you left fifth grade. Like it's, <laughs> no, it was the day that that when all these teams came in when you started having Syracuse and when Miami. They expanded. And, so it was cool when they had just added Florida State at nine. I didn't even love that. Yeah. That didn't really make sense to me. I'm with Molly on this. I went to the 1997 or 8 tournament. North Carolina beat Duke in the championship, and I went to every game, and it was awesome. Well, then Greensboro? Yes. Yeah, that was the other thing. When, when, the, when all of a sudden they're going to play this in Brooklyn, it's like, yeah. man, you know, come on. That's that's not the ACC. I think right. when they moved it, uh, it was like mid-2000s. They played in like Tampa or something. I think when they moved it out of Greensboro, it Charlotte. Been, it, lost, right. it, it belongs in Greensboro. They put and, it in D.C. to appease Maryland, who ended up leaving the conference right. anyway. That's yeah. right. I mean, at the very least, I could see them playing in Charlotte if they needed a bigger arena, you know. But You know, but I, I, again, with this conference, the way it is now, there's – what a handful of games that you would need a bigger arena but like this game in charlotte yeah you yeah. wouldn't need it it'd be just the same as they could play it at grimsley high school Correct. in Greensboro. Yeah. you remember they called it the the less robinson invitational because yeah. state would always play that first day and lose now and, they're uh, back in it again <laughs> yeah now <laughs> now it's the kevin keats invitational but i do remember uh state won the first day I was there, then they lost the next day, and then you see all the fans with the tickets. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a memorable, memorable trip for you there, Clip Rock. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Now uh, they're holding up their cell phones. I can transfer them to yeah, you. That's right. Yeah. It's not as easy as it used to be. I can uh, scan this into your brain so you can get into the next game. Yeah. 
uh but yeah it has certainly lost its luster but uh i am fired up uh, i watched last night chattanooga hit a buzzer beater to go uh to the ncaa tournament unc wilmington will be playing tonight in their championship game against delaware the old caa Ellery, did you go to a CAA tournament? I never did. I, I know did. Troy D. I did. I've never been Love to it. a. I've never Richmond. been to a conference tournament. I don't think that I can think of. I don't and you know what? You might never do it at this point. The CAA Ellis tournament. Hunter wants to go to one. It was kind of like Richmond was to the CAA. What Greensboro was to ACC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very similar. Yet all the teams could drive there. Uh, there was a lot of energy in that tournament, and I was a student back then. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed those trips. Well, that was too when conferences were far more regionally aligned than they are now. It's back. It's what made sense. And it's oh, really right. where things should be. No well, well, you also got to realize, too, that the CAA championship game would be the only televised game. Yeah. So, I mean, not, I mean, now every game I believe is on it was television. on uh, home, home Team, team Sports. sports. HTS. I love yeah. But, but I, I just don't ever remember East Carolina basketball ever being on TV when I was in college or anything unless... It was very rare. You know. Yeah. I, it was... Uh, so, the, a, lot, a lot has changed. And that, that was the big deal with the ACC tournament, too, that you would see every ACC team play on Friday. And then four would play on Saturday. Right. And then two would play on Sunday. You remember the announcers, too, uh, like Gary Hahn... For uh, and but Woody Durham, Bob Harris, they would do like every game yes. of the tournament. All that if you flipped, yes. on the, if you flipped around yeah. the radio dial, you would hear the the Tar Heel Network, the NC State Network. They would just be they'd be broadcasting game. all games yep. all day. Do they still do that? I doubt. No, it. I don't think so. No, yeah. no, no, there's no. Gary, way. do y'all still do that, or do you just do state games? No, we just do state games. All right. Do you? Who are you gonna throw it down to? Uh, nobody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. For the state game? Yeah. Well, it's going to be Tony Haynes. Tony Haynes. Throw yeah. down to Tony? Yeah, we're going to throw down to Tony just like we do, always do. Okay. Thank you, Gary. You got a big game? I actually was the one that kind of you know, had that come to a halt because I did not want to do that no more. You didn't want to call Carolina and do games? No. Yeah. No, I did not. You got to be hating that if you're a play-by-play guy back then. You got to call all these games that your team's not involved mm, in at all. I, I don't know. I think they loved it. I think they, loved it. Yeah, I think they were paying me. A different time. Kind of what you sign up for, right? I yes. think if Woody Durham could talk for... 12 hours one day i think that was his deal i do remember and i, I don't remember who the announcer was but i remember watching at the end of some conference tournament this is years ago and the guys was he was he could barely talk like, yeah. but he was still you know he was giving it he was giving it all he had but he was like man it's been such a great day and I'm like, i've lost my voice and it is amazing Molly. what we're talking about is really kind of the acc of the 80s back then right. and you look back at who was coaching back then coach k for duke Still standing today, and think about it, the his, his colleagues like in no, the coaching no, business. No, please, no, be quiet. Everybody, no. be quiet. Smith, Jimmy V, the legends. No. Not only please. has he outlasted them, he's outlived them. I mean, it's incredible. This guy's still around. What was y'all's take on that post game deal? Uh, I felt it was very awkward. You know, obviously North Carolina ruined the party for them, but it was already set, so they had to go through with it. So I kind of almost felt. Bad for it was like weird. Here, you know? here, here, here was my thing. I really wanted to feel bad for Duke. Like, man, you know, that stinks. And I just, but they were classless. Like the way that, and then Kay's little, this is impromptu. And no, you, you be quiet. That look, be quiet. Ca- yeah. Carolina, be, be quiet, please. Car- Carolina in, in, Hubert Davis, they were finally healthy. Uh, Cookie Monster, Big Bird, can you guys settle down? <laughs> They had the whole Muppets dressed up. Did they even of. do a senior day, or was it just about Coach K? I think it was largely about Coach K. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has royalty to Duke, and this uh, was their coordination. You well, know? He, uh, and they had their ass kicked. <laughs> yes, yes well, they did. Someone said it would be like a royal wedding, 
And the uh, bride the, said no. The, the, yes, the, the bride didn't show up. Well, then, you know, and then the guys when they brought the team back out on the court and they're putting on those, you know, they're probably like stupid shirts. You know, they got the K logo and they're sitting out there. And then, you know, just to get just absolutely body slammed as soon as you sit down, that was a disappointment. That was unacceptable. Coach, can you tell us this in the locker room instead of in front of everybody that's sitting in the stadium? I mean, yeah. we, you know, we kind of we we know we laid an egg. A lot of pressure on those guys though to go out and tr- go out and try to win that game. And, yeah. and Carolina had nothing to lose. Yeah, this I'm, is you know I'm not a big K guy. I know Troy is because he said something. Uh, well, we about had an interaction. Right I mean, we got some quotes from. I don't know if you have it queued up, Shirley. But we he obviously not. loves the East Carolina fan base and very uh, East Carolina. He guy. loves those us. He loves y'all. Awesome. Coach K, if you're listening, play and you're an ECU fan. Play the his words, not mine. He club. loves you. Yes. Yeah. He loves big... us so much that he had the ESPN app put our logo over theirs. Uh, <laughs> that happened, too. <laughs> yeah, Troy's a Duke and Patriots fan. It's, it's well documented. Yeah. How many times did he love us to come play in uh, Minji's over the years? Well, I asked you said, he's been there 40 years. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it wasn't able to work out. He gave reasons why in his answer. <laughs> if you go back and listen to it. <laughs> wow. He really yeah. pick and choose who to flame and who to love. And you are a Coach K guy. Hey, he, say what you want about him. He has stood the test of time. It's you got to give Troy. And you know me. Oh, sure. I'm a time guy. You got to give Troy credit because in the 80s, it was Tar Heel Troy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making the rounds. And then he realized the D People stand, can change. Then he realized. Can, and I saw a clip. <laughs> Little Tar Heel clip. Yeah. And people can change, right? Don't clip. try to deflect it. Yeah, when no, I was I'm a kid, saying, not a 50-year-old man. I, I was, yeah, yeah. Carolina fan. And then he realized the D stands for Duke. <laughs> you know? Coach K. You know what, though? I that For some reason, I could see Troy being a Duke fan. Like uh, it, it, my first ACC game, people. yeah, it just kind of makes sense. The first ACC game I ever went to in the seventies, my dad took me to uh, a Duke basketball game. That is a fact. It was uh, Mike Jaminski was playing back then. Um, this is fact or fiction. Yeah. No, Chandler, was, can you get on Wikipedia? It was like the late seventies. It was like I want to say like nineteen seventy nine or something. Well, I tell you what, he's not bragging because it happened. That's right. <laughs> that is true. He ain't bragging if it happened. That is true. Quote. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been to Cameron because my mom was a Duke fan. So we went and saw them play some scrub team one year. How about the tickets for the other night? Get you some Boy, I bet those people felt stupid that paid like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for something. I don't think they did. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I, that's it was in one t- pair of tickets went for a million at the Jimmy, what? At the Jimmy V Foundation oh, fundraiser. Well, I guess that was a fundraiser. That's yeah, different. It's, oh, it's a tax write off. Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Adam Silver. Yes, yeah, quite other. a bit. Yeah. So, what's yeah. the deal with Coach Kane losing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. And I, I was kind of curious about that tie-in. Wonder what. I heard he might add a daughter there. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think you're right, Clip. I remember hearing of that. He also has a history of dating young women, so he might have been dating a cheerleader. So, what, who's the other uh, the other guy that was the the Duke educated doctor that was uh, what is he? What Duke or Carolina? The Asian fellow? The oh, the actor, yeah. Kim Jong. Yeah, Kim Jong. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, he's a Duke grad. Yeah, I knew it was Duke. In the hangover. Hangover. Yeah, hangover. yeah. He jumped he's... out of the trunk, buck naked. That yeah. guy. He yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, did they show him as well? I think he was. He he's was been there, there quite a bit. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a yeah, Duke. Yeah, he, he is a self professed avid Duke fan. He he goes to a lot of those games. I didn't see the game. I, I, I missed it all. I was in the mountains, and we didn't have any form of television to watch. So uh, uh, Tough mountain. What were you, yeah. like, drinking the blood of a deer? Yeah. <laughs> it was off the grid. Yeah. survival mode? But, yeah. I, but was like, I saw that there were 96 former players there. It was like, I assume, like, Leitner. Was there any, like, oh, was, was there any, like, 
missing player that was like where such and such. I mean, yeah, Grant Hill there. He had all the big stars. I don't think think there was like a controversial miss or anything. Like he, all the Hurleys were there, and what was who was the the guy that had the uh, really loud camo that was that was in the players section? White dude, big guy. He had a like a super loud I guess maybe nobody paid attention to him. I was like man wonder who this guy is. I mean he obviously is a former player and he chose to make a very obvious fashion statement when everybody else is in white Coach K shirts I think this it was uh, Mark Allery maybe man I don't know he, he, dude had some had some age on him I don't know somebody well no it wasn't Leitner I heard somebody say somebody had talked about somebody in a weird outfit yeah he was know. like look, it was a, the biggest look at me ever I'm white like, dude or black dude white dude yeah, I don't know. It wasn't Leitner because I just saw a picture of him. No, he was he was typical Leitner. Yeah, I don't know. I was at Clark Leclerc, but thanks to C.J. Schaefer leaving his uh, computer screen on in row one. That's very dangerous. I was able to. Uh, what? What's that? Leaving his computer screen on. You never know how somebody could. Yeah, I thought about doing like a prank or two, but yeah. I figured I would keep it keep it classy up yeah, there. Nice. No, I will tell you, Saturday night was awesome. From you know left the game went home to watch that game so i had the baseball game on and the basketball game that was uh it was good 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 sports what viewing. night did i see you out was that sunday sunday yeah sunday i ran into molly sunday in the community you just said no i know i'm just saying i ran into him yeah it was a, i wasn't gonna bother to tell that story oh it's, i already told it, it yeah i told it the clip off there mm-hmm. is it worthy of telling on the air clip? no it's not we're out of time um justin a- hardy coming up in hour <laughs> two Right here on PRL. It's a very uh, small antidote, really. But yeah, you can tell no, it. No, we don't have to tell it. That's fine. All right. No. Nothing um, like making a short story long. Clip, Clip, tell it. Clip Rock Jr. says Kenny Denard. Maybe. Is that the point? I, I, would, I, I would agree with whoever gave, came up with the name. We'll go with that until we hear otherwise. Thank you, Dad. All right, uh, Molly. Thanks yeah. for hanging out, yeah, man. Yeah, it was fun. We should do this uh, more often. We can. Uh, there's nothing stopping us on Tuesdays doing this. But us. Molly, you want to well, get back to I don't, next week's daylight savings. I'm gonna have to see how my clocks are looking on Monday, Molly. So. What time would that make? It? Well, and if you know, think about it, you, know. you really don't change any clocks anymore. Everything's auto. Like you can't. If I tell you to change the time on your cell phone, you can't do it. I wish you'd change that damn clock. Uh, I, that's, that's an atomic clock, and I can't figure. It has to. Can be we get changed. a normal one? Well. I, <laughs> you're the time guy. Had that atomic clock so long. Stop like, with the difficult questions. <laughs> if the time is right on the minutes, it's the hour that's off. But you need it for you're the minutes anyway. You're my only anyway. time guy, and we've had a, a clock three hours the off. Atomic, the it's got to get realigned with like a satellite or something. And for no, whatever reason, you also need to look because there's a little P there. Is somebody set it to Pacific time? Oh, okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get a. We'll put our best person on it. All right. Hmm. Thank you, Shirley, for letting us know. Yeah. In other have... words, I gotta go fix it. And no we, question. We need a time out. <laughs> bring, Shirley, bring your two little butt cheeks over here and fix it. Two little butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, enjoyed it. Good see you, Clipper. Troy, we'll see you uh, Thursday. Yes, I'll be back then. Justin Hardy coming up next. Justin Hardy joins us next on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back for that hour two after this. Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clint Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2. We'll talk some pirate hoops coming up with Cy Seymour in just a moment. He'll join us later on this hour. Also, Stephen Igo, Billy Weaver still coming up. So we'll talk a lot of pirate baseball. We'll talk some uh, pirate hoops and more. We'll talk a little pirate football now with a former ECU great, now a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks in the CFL, the Canadian Football League. Former Falcon Justin Hardy joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Justin, great to catch up with you. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing fantastic. And uh, Justin, let's talk about your latest move, uh, your decision to go north of the border and sign with the Ottawa Red Blacks, play some Canadian Football League football. Uh, what went into uh, to that decision? Uh, just getting back to playing football, that was really the ultimate decision, you know, um, just getting back there, uh, getting around guys that, you know, is trying to get to the same goal I'm trying to get to, and they just make everything a lot better. So five seasons with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the last one, I guess, in, in 2019. So what has that, uh, those couple of years been like for you, Justin, as you've tried to remain in football? What have you been doing the last couple of years? Oh, just training, really, you know, um, that's like a weekly thing that I do. Train every week. Um, never really shying away from the goal. The goal was always to be playing football, so that's what I uh, kept doing. Justin, uh, was there any thought with, with the USFL coming around? Garrett McGinn, former Pirate, uh, was drafted in that draft. And from, from what I understand, players signed with the league before the draft, so then they were eligible to be drafted. Did you have any thought of maybe trying that, uh, or was the CFL uh, the goal here? Uh, the CFL was the goal here. Um, we had think, been thinking about it, uh, I would say, like towards the end of the NFL season, we were thinking about it, um, making – trying to see what decision that we had to make and that's what we went with and Justin, uh, as you know, a lot of Pirates have had great careers uh, in the CFL uh, going back years. And also recently, Deshaun Amos uh, comes to mind immediately because he's been an all-star in that league. He's played uh, a lot of good football up there. Uh, Emmanuel Davis also uh, of recent notes. Stanley Bryant has won a couple of great cups. So uh, you're not going to be the only Pirate up there uh, when you're playing in that league. Oh, for sure. You know, I know Amos um really good playing with him while I was there so at ECU so getting up there and getting a chance to uh, get get a chance to compete with him again it was going to be pretty good uh, Justin, we have Bryce Williams on every Wednesday on the show. And, uh, in fact, just last week, Bryce has everything saved in his phone dating back to his time at ECU. He's actually got a video of uh, you and Shane uh, post-practice. Uh, so you might want to check with Bryce uh, about all the videos and pictures he has saved. But uh, just kind of going back to some some great memories, I'm sure, you and the guys during your time here in Greenville. Uh, what do you remember most about those days hanging out with the guys, Justin? It was always a fun time on and off the field, and that's what made us how we were on the field. We, we was able to be so good, um, just being true to each other, being real brothers to each other on and off the field just made it a lot easier to play for each other. 
And Justin, uh, how about your old offensive coordinator, Lincoln Riley, what he's been able to do in the coaching world? I always ask you guys, so I'll ask you, Justin, are you surprised he has made the rise he has uh, in the coaching ranks, now the head coach at USC? Uh, not surprised at all. <laughs> My, yeah. I spent it. Yeah. I mean, you're you're being coached by a guy, I think he came in like 27, 28 years old, so he's not that much older than you and Shane and those guys at the time. Uh, what was it like uh, learning football and, and perfecting your craft uh, with Lincoln Riley back then? Uh, his mindset was so, it was just great. You know, him putting plays together, putting concepts together. His whole mindset with football, his IQ with football was just amazing. And just being around him, just trying to be a sponge and just pick up the most knowledge that you can, uh, it, it was good to be around. And Justin, uh, the head man at the time, Ruffin McNeil, uh, you know, all you guys tell stories about Ruff and what made him so special. And, and you put up a lot of points. You won a lot of games. But how about that 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 family atmosphere that Ruffin McNeil had here? What what made him such a, a special man and a special head coach to you? Uh, he really showed that he cared. And that's really one of the things that, you know, you got guys coming into school, kind of stepping out on their own for the first time, really, and then having a guy like Coach Ruff, a father figure, a adult figure, you know, trying to lead you the right way. You know, it was good. Justin Hardy joining us. Justin, as I mentioned, five years with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know, how do you – I'm sure you wish you, you had better num- you know, better numbers, more opportunities to make plays. You had a four-touchdown season, a three- and a two-touchdown season uh, from 16 to 18. But how do you look back on, on that time uh, in your football playing life, uh, your time in Atlanta? Well, it was good. It was a chance to learn. You know, um, I wouldn't be in this place that I'm in right now without going through those things that I went through. So, um, yeah, I used to look at it as that. You know, it's always a chance to to grow. You know, you always got to look at the the positive in any situation. So, it was all good. Justin, uh, how about, uh, I guess you were former teammates with, with Calvin Ridley. That was a weird story that came out yesterday about him gambling, and uh, he's going to be suspended for a year. I, have you, you had a chance to talk to him, or have you read that story at all? That was a strange one yesterday. Yeah, I've seen it uh, pop up a few times yesterday. Um, I haven't had a chance to reach out to him. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, that was uh, I'm have to reach out to him. Yeah, that was a weird deal. Justin Hardy joining us here. Justin, uh, you you set records, you break records here at East Carolina, and then Zay Jones comes up right behind you and gets that receptions record. Uh, what was that like? I'm sure you were happy for Zay, but man, uh, you would have liked to seen your record stay for another year or two at least, right? Uh, I feel like if anybody was going to break it and I'd be okay with it, it would have been him. So you know. Um, it was cool, you know, having a chance to play with him, seeing him grow as a player, you know, being able to put the numbers up that he did, you know, it just made me happy as a teammate, as a as a fellow teammate to him, to see him do those things. And Justin, it's going to be awesome to see you back on the football field because the uh, CFL readily available on TV, so we'll be able to watch you every week this summer. But uh, you're trying to, to resurrect your career. How about Zay Jones doing a bit of that this past season uh, with Las Vegas? He had a heck of a year for the Raiders this year. Yeah, he did. He really did. You know, once you get those opportunities and capitalizing on those opportunities, you know, it, it kind of work out for you. Justin already joining us. Justin, you've been around some good QBs. Uh, Shane Carden uh, broke records here at East Carolina, and then you go on to play with Matt Ryan, who has won an MVP. So uh, one thing you can say, you've been around some good quarterbacks during your career. How about how about those guys, uh, the guys you caught passes from so far during your career? 
What was the question? Like, I'm sorry. Playing with uh, with talented quarterbacks like that, uh, from Shane Carden to Matt Ryan. Uh, well, you know, how, how are they similar? How are they different? Uh, because you've been around some some good QBs. Um, I would have to say they're definitely great players. You know, I would say they're similar in that aspect, but they both do different things well, and that's what makes them who they are. You know, um, both are leaders. So, being at the quarterback position and being a leader, a leader, you know, that's what you need. Justin already joining us, going to be playing with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, how, how did you land with uh, Ottawa uh, in particular, Justin? Who have you, you talked to uh, from that organization? Uh, Ottawa owned my rights from when I got left school. Oh, wow. Whenever I, whenever I decided to, you know, go up to the Canadian League, that's who I would have to play with initially. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I had no idea. So when you come out of East Carolina, that – that was just a deal made there uh, in case you, you didn't make it to the league, you didn't make it to the Falcons. Is that how it works? Um, from my announcement, um, something they do over there. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. So what is the, uh, what's the calendar look like for you? When do you head up there? When do you start your uh, team camps and things like that? Uh, preseason camp starts in May. So I guess in May. And then on up until the Great Cup. All right. And, uh, Justin, you're going to uh, ball out there, obviously. And is there still the goal to uh, to play on Sundays in the NFL once again? Is that the, the ultimate goal, or are you just kind of focused on right now? I'll focus on right now. You know, I'll let everything else take care of itself. Good deal. Justin, uh, I'm sure you, you still follow Pirate football, East Carolina, getting back to their winning ways this year. How nice was that to see East Carolina have a winning record and uh, get back to a bowl game? Unfortunately, they weren't able to play in that bowl game because BC opted out. But uh, how excited were you to see the Pirates uh, winning on the football field again? I was very excited, you know, and then I had talked to Coach K a few times, you know, just getting a chance for him to come back and get the program, you know, back rolling the way it was. You know, I was so happy. Yeah, Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, still on staff. And uh, Donnie gets some credit for getting you here to East Carolina, but also says a lot of that is you and and the people around you that kind of fed your tape to him and said, hey, you need to to take a look at this Justin Hardy kid. Uh, How how did you end up at ECU, uh, Justin, coming out of uh, West Craven? I prefer walk-on initially. Uh, I had initially signed to Fayetteville State. Um, I got out of my letter and tent and walked on at ECU and the new coaching staff that came in. They didn't have any more scholarships available, so they basically said I could walk on and you know earn a scholarship, and that's what I did. Yeah, made an immediate impact. Remember that game in Charlotte uh, against South Carolina? You scored a touchdown there. Pirates had a great first half that day and then went on to set records. What what? When you think back to your uh, college career, your days here at East Carolina, Justin, do any games in particular, any moments stand out to you? Let me think on that one. <laughs> That's a few good games. Um, everybody always going to say the UNC game, NC State games. Yeah. Um, those are at the high, at the at the top. Um, but probably one nobody knows. I would have to say. <laughs> I, I would say the Marshall game. I want to say the year two thousand and thirteen. I want to say okay. Playing at home, 
playing at home, and I think we stopped them from going to the bowl game. Oh, okay. That year. Yeah. I would say that game. Justin Hardy joining us. So many memories uh, from the time. So many plays made on the field here in Greenville. How often do you make it back to uh, your old stomping grounds in eastern North Carolina and uh, to here in Greenville, uh, Justin? I try to get back every chance that I get, you know, um, with scheduling and making sure everything is how to keep going so whenever i get a chance to i try to justin uh when you're done playing football and you still got some years left plenty of years left but when you're done are you gonna stick with doing something football related are you gonna do something uh, off the field what, what do you think about the the future of justin hardy once football's over i haven't even thought about it to that extent to yeah. be honest uh you know football is always going to be a love for it but you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you got uh, unlimited options out there for you. Justin, uh, great to catch up with you, man. Like I said, we'll be uh, checking you out, pulling for you uh, this summer uh, during the, the CFL season as Justin will be on the Ottawa Red Blacks. And uh, go set some records up there in Canada, Justin. I appreciate it. I really do. All right, man. Thank you. There's Justin Hardy joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. I like that he at least uh, tried to give us a non-obvious answer to the question, what memories do you have? What year was that game? It wasn't 2013, Chandler. I'm trying to find the ECU Marshall game. You might remember uh, more than him since you're an encyclopedia. Uh, ECU Marshall? Yeah. ECU Marshall. Let's see. 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah. 65 to 59 in overtime oh it, the quarterback sneak by shane carden yeah. and then we rolled the helmets because they did it the year before because they knocked us out of uh ah. they they knocked us out of bowl contention the year before and they had done the thing where you know they rolled the helmets and then so shane carden um a quarterback sneak from what one yard out and then we do the same thing i think we opened up that we opened up that ot with a bodenheimer uh touchdown catch very first play and then you also had damon magazoo who made an insane interception on the sideline got one foot down and right there uh, right beside the ecu sideline they were going i remember that game just like it was yesterday you should have a job where you are like an assistant to an ecu football player and when people ask them their memories and they bring up a game you could describe everything that happened in the game because that was pretty impressive yeah i remember it just like yesterday uh, and everything you said. So, Justin Hardy in that game. 65-59. 16 catches, 171 yards. Uh, Bodie, three for 65 and a touchdown. That touchdown on the very first play from scrimmage in OT. Shane Carden, a pedestrian, 439 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, we also Danny had, Webster have a touchdown that game? Danny Webster did have a touchdown that game, Chandler. Uh, he went four for 31, and there was one more Pirate receiving touchdown on that game. Can you name him? Solomon. Jabril Solomon is correct. The ECU Encyclopedia, Chandler Honeycutt. And guess what? Guess what year range that is? That's my sweet spot, 2012, 2013. That is your specialty. Yeah. Uh, so that game, it seemed like it always came down to Marshall at the end of the season, right? Yeah. For better or for worse. For that division or for maybe like a, a, a chance at a bowl game. Uh, yeah, it was always the Thunder and Herd that got got in our way, and uh, we knocked them out of the way that day. So ECU finishes 8-4, and 7-1 and one in conference play. So who went to the conference championship that year? 2012. 
um was that conference usa at the time i guess conference usa championship if we were seven and one who the heck we played ucf beat tulsa in the 2012 championship game oh okay tulsa was in the championship game that year so ucf i guess went uh seven and one and i assume beat us that season in football yeah let's Let's see see. there was a we lost at ucf 40 to 20 and that kept us from the championship game So that was the year ECU opened up against App State, lost on the road at South Carolina, beat Southern Miss, lost at North Carolina, beat UTEP, lost to UCF, beat Memphis UAB. I lost to Navy, of course, 56 to 28, beat Houston at Tulane Marshall, and it ended with a loss in the, what was that bowl called? The one against Louisiana. Oh, R and R Carriers. R and L Carriers. R and L New Orleans Bowl. Yeah. That's it. All right, twenty twelve. I love taking a walk down memory lane, especially when Chandler knows every play from the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I, I knew it was Solomon. I couldn't remember his first name. Jabril. Yep. Who I don't believe finished his career here. No. I don't think he did. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. By the way, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Buck. Dub Buck. Uh BC. The power of BC. The power of BC. They move on. Pittsburgh eliminated. And coming up next, NC State, State. versus Clemson. Clemson. Tipping off in about nine minutes. Nine minutes. And we'll uh, be updating that for you. Also have some ECU baseball updates. Anybody checking in on that game? Yeah, uh, We'll go down to Shirley Rhodes on the sideline. Shirley, what do you got? Uh, they are heading into the second inning. No score. Bottom Dang. of the second, I All should right. say. A couple you, of scores for you there on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Up. Dub Up. Take a timeout. Come back. Cy Seymour joins us to talk some Pirate Hoops when we return after this. Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Topo Chico Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer inspired by Topo Chico Mineral Water's legendary taste. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer is gluten free and contains only 100 calories and has an ultra refreshing, crisp taste with real lime juice and tequila flavor. Look for the Topo Chico Variety Pack today at your favorite retailer. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer is proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage Company. Please drink responsibly. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2. Coming up in Hour 3, Stephen Igo hoist the colors, and Billy Weaver will join me inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, right now, and by the way, folks, we are going to have our giveaway coming up at the end of this segment so the end of this segment uh get ready to call in and you can win out of our booty bag today and uh we will make your ears winners right now because you get to hear si seymour join us on the pirate radio live line talk some pirate hoops as we get ready for thursday and the aac tournament si appreciate your time as always how you doing today i'm doing great Cliff beautiful day and uh, i love this time of year it's so much fun man i was loving it last night uh a 
dramatic win for Chattanooga uh, as they go to the big dance. UNC Wilmington uh, plays in their conference championship tonight, the CAA, after a, a narrow win. You got uh, all these games going on. You're right, Si. It's a lot of fun, even before we get to the NCAA tournament, to watch all these uh, conference tournaments going on. Yeah, it just, it just it really does show the parity too. There's just a lot of good teams in every league, but, and, and your league your leagues are paired up good. Everybody's pretty even. It's really a lot of fun to watch. Well, Si, let's get to uh, what we'll be talking about on Thursday, and that's pirate basketball in Fort Worth, Texas, at the Dickies Arena. It'll be the American Athletic Conference tournament championships, and uh, Si, the Pirates in that eight nine game taking on Cincinnati. First, uh, with the Bearcats, how about two good games uh, with Cincinnati? One at their house and then one in Menjis where East Carolina scratched and clawed back and actually took a lead on a Vance Jackson free throw late in that game. And as Brian Bailey said yesterday, the Pirates got the stop they needed, but they didn't get the rebound. Uh, and Cincinnati was able to win it on a floater there late and uh, walk out of Menjis and steal one from East Carolina. So it should be a, a pretty good matchup. It was the first two times around. What do you think about the Bearcats and, and how they match up with the Pirates? I think it's a great matchup. Uh, DeJulius hit that shot with, uh, you know on the buzzer, and it was just a big shot for the six-foot guard. He's really good. But ECU should be cleaning house on the glass with their size. They didn't get to it. DeJulius was quicker. Got it up quick. That one just still stings when I think about that game. But uh, this Cincinnati team, now here's the key. I think something that's affecting Cincinnati, they've lost seven out of their last eight. Uh, they, hmm. They've lost, uh, when you think about it, they've lost five in a row and then seven out of eight. You know, the, their last win, look, they since first uh, February 12th, they've only won one ball game. They, they are really struggling. Huh. I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. But ECU comes in playing pretty darn good. Yeah. To, listen, to beat Tulsa twice is a big deal. And Tulsa ends up with four wins. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but, but that that was a big win out there. And then to beat them at home and, and to sweep, sweep two teams is, is, is really good for ECU. And to beat Memphis. So ECU can come in this game, and this could, this could be a dead-even game. And it is the 8-9 game. I think it will be. Now, they've got players. I mean, let, let's get real. When you look up at the Julius can play and Davenport at 6-7 is a stopper, and then they get a big guy inside a dude at 6-11. They're good, and they've got a good coach in West Miller. But Joe Dooley has got a deep bench, and they're playing strong and much better, and it's going to boil down to do you knock down three. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati is like the leading three-point team in, 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 in the conference. They, they'll knock down some three. But ECU can do it, too. And we're not talking about that much difference in either team. So ECU's got a good chance to, to win this ball game because something's wrong when you when you lose seven out of your last eight. And you, and you, were, you, were, you were better than that. Yes, I, and, and it's a new lease on life for every team. Once you get to the tournament, you, you kind of reset and say, all right, all we got to do is win four to go to the NCAA tournament or three in some cases if you get a bye. But I do like those numbers. I like those trends that you bring up because the Pirates had won a couple in a row before losing to Wichita State, and you talk about the Cincinnati struggles. How about that game in Wichita, side where when Wichita goes up 12, 14 points early in the game and that crowd – despite a down year for the Shockers, that crowd's going to show up every single game, and they did on Saturday. But East Carolina is able to take that punch in the mouth 
not just get back in the game, but end up taking a lead uh, there in that game in the second half. Yeah, and, and, and without Suggs. I mean, yeah. you look at the, the factor that's come in in close games, a lot of time Suggs has not been there, whether it be hurt or missed the last game or because of the conference office saying we're going to sit him out again. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's what I'm saying about this ball club. And, it, and you know what it, it tends to lend to that I think is that when you have veteran players, they don't get they, they don't get riled. Tristan Newton uh, and Tremont Robinson at the guards, they don't. And, and Jack and, and Suggs won't. I mean, they've been in these wars, and they're going to be ready to play. And if they're on, they can take this one home. Size Seymour joining us. Size, we look uh, at the bracket. East Carolina, if they win, would take on Big Bad Houston uh, in round two. How about what Memphis has been able to do? They are the three seed in this tournament. And right now, if you look at the um, the bracket expert side, the people that cover it, Memphis is, is kind of clear of the bubble right now. On the right side of the bubble, they should be able to get in no matter what happens coming up later this week. SMU, it feels like they might have a, a little bit of work to do, but uh, the, the bracket folks love Memphis not only because of the name, Penny, uh, but now they're they're healthier, they're and and they're winning games, and they crushed Houston the other day. So, Sai, I know you wanted to see three teams in from this league. It's looking like that's more and more possible, and, and a lot more possible than it was just a couple weeks ago. Well, I, I think that also I, this Memphis team, and we all knew this going in, they can be the scariest group out there, including Houston. Their talent level's really hard. Now, don't get me wrong, Houston has a team. One of my favorite players. It's Fabian White. I mean, just talk about Houston. Their guards are good, but Fabian White is is a coach's dream. I mean, he he just gives you everything every night out. He never gets tired, and so Houston's going to give it all they've got. But you're right about Tim Jankovic's team, SMU, solid team. Their whole theory is based on smaller guys, spread it out, and if we're hot, we're going to give you all types of problems. And they're good at it, and they're very good at it, and so. When they're coming to this tournament, first of all, it's closer to a home game for them. Dallas-Fort Worth, they'll, they'll get a good crowd there. Uh, Houston will have a good crowd. But what I'm saying about Jankovic's team, they are really solid also. So this thing, when you look at it, I, I just I, I can't tell how it's going to go. I, I would think, if I had to look at it, I would say Cincinnati. I mean, uh, I would take Houston to win it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis won it. Or, or any other team. I've had two or three teams out, I would say. But the two that are tops, I just named them. But SMU could win it, too. SMU's that good. Uh, really good on their home floor. Have struggled a bit away from their home floor. They will be in their home state there. Uh, at the uh, Dickies Arena. And uh, side just... I don't know. And this conference is so spread out. Well, one thing I loved about watching the, the SoCon last night... And, uh, and even the CAA a little bit, you've got pretty good atmospheres, good arenas. And even there in Vegas with uh, the Gonzaga game last night, there was a big contingency of Gonzaga fans. But will anybody bring fans to this thing? Do you think Houston uh, might have the most? Will SMU have anybody there? Will there be any kind of uh, buzz in the arena, you think? Uh, I, don't, I don't think there will be a lot of buzz because I, I think, first of all, I think Houston could bring some team people over. SMU can bring some team up people over. Wichita usually travels well, but right. they haven't had that great year. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting there. 
you know, and and they're not right where they want to be. They're playing Tulsa early, uh, and they're six and nine in the league. So I, I don't I don't know, and they and they usually bring them. Uh, but it, Joe Dooley said right. The, the best place if you want atmosphere is Memphis because first of all everybody can get there. It's the middle of the, you know, it's the middle of the uh, country. But the other part is Memphis will bring people in. And, and, and it's not their it's not their official. They play in that arena, but you know it's it's a pro arena. And, and he said, but nobody will want to play there. Nobody above. They're saying, nah, we don't want to go there and play because we we can't win it there. Right. Uh, just like the other night when Houston played them. So it, it's really the neutral site and the best site. It's a great arena. It's a beautiful place to play, and so it, it should be a lot of fun. And it should be an even keel arena because anybody can win. Si, everything's so wide open this year in college basketball. Let's bounce around, and I'm going to name a conference and some contenders to win their tournament, and, and you just tell me who you like. And, you know, we're not going to hold your feet to the fire here, and, and uh, if you're wrong, we're, we're not going to joke on you for a year, Si. So this is just your your projection of a crazy college basketball year. Let's start with the ACC. Does Duke and Coach K bounce back from the loss to North Carolina on Coach K Day and win the conference tournament, or do you see somebody else uh, cutting down the nets in Brooklyn? Uh, I think Duke wins. Yeah, I think, I think I think that game with North Carolina may have done a lot of good for Duke. It did a lot of good for North Carolina too. But I'm just simply saying, uh, it is that that was an impossible that week for for Duke. I I, I would hate to everything be. Uh, on the coach and not on the game and stuff like that. It put yeah. a lot of pressure on the kids. I thought it put pressure on the kids. Now, I'm saying that, but North Carolina won in all phases. They they really won that game. But you saw young kids get up tight. You had every pro player there from Duke. You had all eyes on you. The ESPN even ran it. When you think about it, they ran it so it would end at 8. And Chesky would have prime time at, at, uh, right after the game. Oh, yeah. 8 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, it was all set up for TV, but I don't think it was good for Duke. And if you're North Carolina, you know they used all that as motivation. Like they, they're not even giving us a shot here. They're, you know. And listen, and in fairness to North Carolina, they played tremendously. Uh, I was glad. It, for, it, listen, for Hubert Davis, that was a great win. Yeah, he came in there, <clears throat> kids played. And look, I did, I thought I, I said to people outside, I said, this is a time when you can beat. Duke because you're going to be so focused if you're North Carolina and Duke can be looking around but I said but I think at the end the Duke atmosphere will win it for Duke in, in, a, in a four to five point game but no Carolina at the end of the half when they could have folded when it was like a ten point lead they came back and got it done Yeah, and did a nice job and I'll be honest with you Duke didn't handle the high ball screens of North Carolina all night long and and uh, a great win for Chapel Hill. It's a great win for North Carolina, and uh, but it might refocus both teams. I think it helps North Carolina, and I do think it could help Duke. Si, give me a winner in the Big Twelve. This thing's open because you have Baylor, who's really good, but also a banged up Baylor team. Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas. You could probably go even further down than that to, to TCU and Oklahoma. But how about those big boys uh, in the Big 12? Who do you think cuts down the nets? Kansas uh, has, has kind of owned this thing, right, uh, especially the regular season over the years. I just love it. 
you know, that game the other day with Kansas and Texas was high level. Yeah. You know, it was hard to leave that ball game. It was just a special, special game. Uh, if I had to pick someone to upset, you want an upset? Let's see. Yeah, what you got? I, I would say, I would say Texas because they're the furthest out. But if I, you got to take the favorites, I would say Baylor. That's okay. Tough. But I could be totally wrong. <laughs> Look, you don't have to say that, Si. We know. This thing's crazy. It could be anybody. It's really tough for me to talk nice about anything in Texas. But I'm <laughs> Hey, you better be careful. Stone Cold Steve Austin's returning to WrestleMania because somebody said something bad about Texas. I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey. I, think the coach, I think the coaching staff at Texas is really good. But how do you beat Bill Self? You know, how do you, how do you beat the Baylor stuff? This is just a heck of a basketball league that's tough. Side, uh, let's go SEC. Uh, here's a team I'm going to have probably going too far in my tournament, but I've fallen in love with them because they are so gritty and tough, and uh, I call them tough as nails. Arkansas, Eric Musselman's team. I, I just love watching them at the end of games, lock down on defense and and get enough on offense. Sometimes they, they can struggle offensively, but, man, they will lock you down. Uh, I, I think they have a shot to win the SEC, but you got Auburn, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee's playing really good, and uh, heck, Al- Alabama's been down. They could come up and win. LSU, that SEC is also wide open this year, Sal. Completely wide open. And, and, and you know, when we're sitting here, it's, it's really funny. When, when we're talking and we're putting teams up and saying, you know, usually you say, okay, Kansas in the Big 12. Okay, Kentucky in the Yeah, there's always one, right. Not Yeah, not this North time. Carolina or yeah. You know, or North Carolina. But it's not that way this year. Yeah, it, it could it could be it could be any of those. I tend to take Auburn because they have great players, and at the end of the game, games great players take over. But Kansas has great players; they could take over their tournament. All these teams, Kentucky. But I'm gonna lean myself to Auburn. But shoot, I wouldn't. It could go any way in the world. I like Arkansas. But listen, the other day against Tennessee, I like Tennessee. The other day. Though, it looked like it was a, a clinic by Tennessee, and then all of a sudden, there, there's Arkansas right back in. I mean, it's crazy. Cy Seymour joining us. I, uh, man, looking forward to, uh, and it's already here. Uh, we'll be watching ACC tournament today and all the games coming up throughout the week. And uh, Cy, we'll try to track you down next week and uh, maybe break down a bracket with you. Yeah, never forget Villanova. In the, other, in the Big East. Just also always say, never forget them. All right. Uh, and in a year, Sai, where there are so many unknowns, uh, experience could be a good thing to have. Tournament experience, and Jay Wright uh, certainly has that. No doubt about it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Sai, thanks for joining us, man. Go Pirates. It's, uh, let's uh, shock the world here in the next couple, a few days. How about that? Let's get a win out there and get this team rolling and win the tournament. Sai, <laughs> thank you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, Cliff. Talk to you. Cy Seymour joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Getting fired up for Thursday. We'll be here watching the game in the Pirate Radio studio. So as you follow it, uh, if you're at work, can't get to a TV, just pull us up on Facebook Live or YouTube, and we'll be having a good time here letting you know what's going on as East Carolina takes on Cincinnati. All right, let's take a uh, break. But as we do, we're going to make you a winner right now and open up the booty All right, a little hour two booty bag winner today on the show. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away on this Tuesday? Oh, let's see. Why don't we do 
Shrimp Taco Lunch, courtesy of Chico's. Taco time. Taco Tuesday. Shrimp tacos on the line from Chico's. What call are you looking for? I'll go with caller number seven. All right, caller's lucky number seven, 317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live. We'll give you some ACC tournament basketball updates and let you know what's going on in Blacksburg as East Carolina is taking on Virginia Tech in baseball. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, a couple updates on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dabak. Dabak. Clemson, uh, early 14-12 lead over Stank. 10-55 left to go in the first half. Gary, uh, your thoughts so far on this one? Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. I really wish I was in Greensboro right now. That is the ACC, ACC tournament is in Greensboro. It's not in Brooklyn. I mean, come on. State ain't going to win it. ACC tournament up in Brooklyn. Thank you, Gary. They want it to be in Greensboro. All right, Gary. We got it. Do we have a point total on uh, Baby T yet? Uh, he'd, he'd be doing better if it was in Greensboro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's at zero, but I will, I will check that for you. Shirley, give us an update on what's going on in Pirate Baseball. Uh, let's see. At this juncture, um, we are in the top of, excuse me, the bottom of the third inning. And uh, no outs, runners on first and second for Virginia Tech. So that's kind of where we are right now. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Traquavion Smith, 0 for 2 from the field with zero points. He does have one assist and one turnover on the day. All it's right. still early. Let's look at uh, what's going on tonight. And surely if I could get a little college basketball music sure. to get me excited. I really enjoyed watching the CAA tournament last night because it was on CBS Sports Network. And every time they went to break, they played this, and it got me fired up. Uh, coming up tonight, championship action. Jacksonville versus Bellarmine. Bellarmine, however you say that. Bellarmine Bellarmine is a two and a half point favorite to win the Atlantic Sun Championship. There is one snafu here. They are new to D1 basketball and are ineligible to make it to the NCAA tournament. What a load of horse pucky. Yes. Thank you. So they can win their tournament and not make it in. That sucks. Good work. Wait a minute. Good work. They win, they get their ticket to the prom, but they can't go. You got it. You summed it up beautifully there. Wagner taking on Bryant. Bryant can't win a baseball game. But they could win the Northeast Conference Tournament tonight as that game is on ESPN2 at 7 o'clock. Coming up in the CAA Championship, Delaware. The Blue Hens taking on UNC Wilmington. Delaware a slight favorite. 
in the Colonial Championship up in Washington, D.C. The Horizon League final is tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Wright State versus Northern Kentucky. And that is a pick'em in Indianapolis. Any other championships tonight? Yes, West Coast Conference. St. Mary's knocked off Gonzaga a couple weeks ago. Can they do it again? They are big underdogs tonight against the Zags in the West Coast Championship. And in the Summit League Championship, the Battle of the Dakotas. North Dakota State versus South Dakota State, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. One of those teams will punch their ticket to the big dance. You've also got the MAAC tournament beginning tonight with first round play. The ACC tournament rolls on with Georgia Tech and Louisville at 7 o'clock. The Conference USA tournament gets underway tonight as well. Marshall, FIU, Southern Miss, UTSA. And the Big West tournament gets underway tonight as well. So, ton of college basketball action on this Tuesday evening. And can I give a shout out to my alma mater, Barton Barton College. The women's basketball team punched their ticket to the Division II NCAA tournament by winning the Carolinas uh, Conference uh, just, uh, I think this was last night. It was either last night or the day before, but they have punched their ticket. They are headed to the big dance. Congratulations to Coach Wendy St. Singh, who has been there forever because she was there when I was in college. Are you serious? She, Yes, she was. Oh my God. She was one of my professors. She was also the women's uh, basketball and volleyball coach. I don't think she's doing volleyball anymore, but uh, she's still the women's basketball coach. She's got a really, really good team this year. Could make a run. We'll keep you uh, updated on that. You saying all that with this music in the background has just got me <laughs> fired up, baby. Chandler. God, you got to stop drinking caffeine before you start the show. Coming up Wednesday, <laughs> Chandler. No more sugar for you. I want you to come to work ready to watch basketball, son. All right. When? Son. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? 11.30 a.m. Idaho and Sacramento State get us going. State. At noon, Syracuse, Florida State. LaSalle and St. Joe's at 1.00. We've got like seven games before Pirate Radio Live even gets going. So, get ready. And how about uh, Chattanooga punching their ticket after uh, in the SoCon? Awesome last night. You had in a, overtime a three over pointer by that Chattanooga. Was awesome. <laughs> three pointer by Nuga, and then Furman comes down, gets a layup to that go was up awesome. two, and then Chattanooga from half court wins it, and they rush the court. And that was awesome. It was. Brett Kennedy, a lot of awesomeness going on. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll wrap up Hour 2 here, get you set for Hour 3. Stephen Igoid, Hoist the Colors, joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. A lot more to go. We're back with you after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. 
A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offering of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back inside the Pirate Radio studios here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here. Stephen Igo hoisting those colors, joins us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Stephen, how you doing this afternoon? So good, man. Just got done raising the the colors on the the mask and uh we're ready to go uh another great vip chat on hoist the colors on monday and uh one nugget i saw i go somebody asked you ecu's record in the keith leclerc classic yes do you remember it off the top of your head 43 and 14 man i knew it was good but that's really good and yeah, I mean, they'll throw in a few cupcakes here and there, but usually that's against some really good competition. Yeah, they've dominated it. And there was like a little bit of a lull, I think, around the end of the Billy Goblin era where they did not perform particularly well. But And they had one down year under Cliff where they lost a, a, to Pepperdine or something. There was a one or two year span where they where went like three and three or two and four. But outside of that, man, they've consistently won the Classic. They've dominated it. And it's just been – it's always a special uh, weekend. And, you know, the toughest game for me for the, for the Classic, covering it with ECU, especially under Cliff Goblin, I feel like if they can get through that Friday night game with the win, I feel like they usually have a really good weekend because almost like they put so much pressure on themselves to play well in that first game of the Classic, given everything that goes into the program, Keith LeClaire, his legacy and whatnot. But uh, this is the third year they've done the – number 23 pirate script jerseys and you know to me it'll never get old i hope they continue to do this or at least some version of it going forward and you know we talk so much about coach leclerc and i'm sure if if cliff Godwin wasn't the coach obviously they would still have the keith leclerc classic and there would still be his legacy but coach Godwin has done so much to continue what he started because he played for him i feel like it's it's even more special. If you just had some non-alum leading the program, it would still be cool and unique, but I think yeah. it's even more so with, with Coach Godwin being here. Of course, great moment with Eric Package and Nick Schnabel before the Michigan game. That Michigan game, it was a Saturday. The weather was awesome. You had it starting in the daylight, ending uh, under the lights. And to me, when I was out there, it felt like a regional uh, game, a regional atmosphere. And even Zach Agno said it yesterday when he joined us on the players' lounge, that that he couldn't get the last year's regional out of his mind while he was playing that game. It was a a very special night and a, a great game too. Pirates offense showed up. Um, CJ Mayhew gave up that granny late in the game to get Michigan back in it, but turned out to be a great college baseball game. Uh, really, the the highlight of the weekend, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the one you kind of circled because of the backage and snobble connection with Coach Goblin and the fact that Michigan, no matter the sport. They're such a name brand, and it just kind of worked out to where it was good weather that game, or good weather for that day, that game. And what was it like in the seventies to start with, and in the sixties at nighttime? So I think it just all lined up perfectly. And you never know what you're going to get in the Leclerc Classic in terms of weather. Usually, it's not very good, but this weekend we had some very good weather. Um, and so I think it just all lined up. You had the the 
23 factor. You had the baggage factor um, with Schnabel. You had the Michigan brand factor, and you had the weather. And you had ECU, which was starting to play well. So um, it made for a great atmosphere. Like you said, you know, Michigan hit first with that two-run home run, but then ECU punched right back, and and the crowd was electric. And that's just kind of usually how it – how it is in a regional a lot of times there's so much energy in the game there's some early offense and that's kind of what reminded me of a regional Stephen Igo joining us here Igo uh, baseball playing as we speak against Virginia Tech they are at Radford coming up on Wednesday and then home this weekend against St. Mary's you continue to point out that East Carolina starters have just not gone far into games so far this year and the Pirates have still been able to win of late on this winning streak because of the fantastic work out of the bullpen and uh, i kept going back to this stat yesterday east carolina left 29 opposing team uh runners on base this weekend nine in the first two games 11 against maryland and it seemed like a lot of times when relievers came in they were in stressful situations i think particularly Ryder giles coming in uh in the game on sunday getting out of a jam but pirate pitchers were able to do that pretty much uh, all weekend and uh just a, a fantastic job by that bullpen yeah i mean it's i don't think it's sustainable in terms of having to rely on them for six innings so i still think it's a flaw of the team in the early going that it just you know you can't get three innings out of your starters and expect that to last the whole season but yeah. the good part of it is you know those guys are getting so much experience in different roles you're having guys like say sailor or carter spivey come in and pitch either out of a big jam or going multiple innings um in some cases they already have some starting experience so it's setting you up for hey if you have some injuries or or whatnot you have some fatigue as the season moves on you'll have plenty of guys to turn to you've got options is the biggest thing i I take from from this i mean you've developed a lot of options um we knew this staff would be deep in terms of numbers and talent we still don't really know all the roles but yeah. some of the roles are starting to be found out in terms of i think at the back end of games you you rely on cj mayhew and skylar brooks you can rely on Ryder giles he's got experience in that role if you need to get out of a jam you can obviously go to mayhew but you can also go to spivey now and in the past that has not really been his role yeah he's been great but now he's been you know he came in a bases loaded no out situation and I think it was the Indiana State game. They scored two runs, but he got two outs in exchange for for those two runs. So you take that. And Garrett Saylor looked like the preseason Garrett Saylor we heard about. Tons of swings and misses on that fastball. So, yeah, the the ability to get guys in different roles is huge. I still think you need more quality starting pitching. They have one quality start clip in 11 games now heading into today. That is not a uh, not a positive stat. No, uh, to this point in the season. And quality start defined as six innings, three runs or less. It's like I mean, Nick Logish had a, I would say, a quality start, four shutout innings at Duke, but still, you know, in terms of the official quality start stat as defined by Major League Baseball. And now I feel like in twenty twenty two college baseball four or five innings is yeah. almost looked at as a quality innings, it's almost golden yeah we look at who ecu faced this weekend basically all the starters they faced went six seven innings despite giving up runs despite giving in up some runs. situations so i think ecu has the luxury of saying hey we can go to our bullpen and true that's fine with us whereas these other teams are like okay our dude gave up seven runs but we'll leave men as long as he keeps pitching well through seven innings 
Uh, I go bats look good. Uh, Cliff Godwin known for mixing up the lineup. Uh, looked like he kind of found a sweet spot there uh, this weekend, and it starts with Bryson Whirl uh, at the top. And I tell you what, Lane Hoover in that two hole is absolutely deadly. Like I mean, he showed a little power this weekend. I go, he had yeah. two that just about got out of the ballpark but uh he has been fantastic uh in his role whether it be bunting getting on base and uh, all the things he can do on base but uh, just overall great to see the the pirate offense back helping out these pitchers so yeah just a lot of quality at bats up in the lineup and and lane hoover's not tall and obviously he's a smaller guy but like i saw him running one time and he's pretty jacked for a small dude so like he doesn't use his legs a lot when he swings, and part of that is because he does a lot of the bunning and slapping. He's almost like Ichiro, I mean, up there kind of with everything he's doing right now. But I, I definitely can see where if he gets a hold of one, he could knock it out, like you said, almost did it a couple times this weekend. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Bryson World, but heading into today, he's just kind of checked in with a hit or two every game. Recently, getting on base via the walk, stealing some bases, playing a good center field. So he's kind of had a steady year. He's making more contact than normal. Um, Zach Agnos getting it done with power and bunning. You know, Josh Moylan finally ran into one. But, yeah. then, you know, I was hoping he'd be able to bid off that. Still did not look very comfortable on Sunday. Amax locked in. Amax hitting the ball well. I mean, he went from batting like 220 to 300 over the past week. So, yeah, I mean, they're just – not everybody's going to be clicking at the same time. You know, at some point, Jacob Jenkins Cowart's going to go into a slump because he's a freshman. It's going to happen. Um, and that's when you'll need like a Josh Moylan to kind of find it. You know, it's very hard to get everybody locked in at once. It's tough when you get everybody in a slump at once, but usually those things kind of even each other out. And great to see Joey Barini stepping up when Ryder Giles unable to go on a, a bum ankle on Sunday. He didn't play in the field. He did pitch uh, two-plus big innings for East Carolina, locking up a save on Sunday. But Barini's in there, got him a hit, at least one on the left side that mm-hmm. I remember, and then turned uh, the prettiest 4-6-3 double play you'll see. So you don't. Uh, it appears you don't lose much with the glove if you – you put Agnos out there short. East Carolina still makes an error here and there, but um, uh, that that double play Barini Agnos Moylan was sweet on Sunday. That was pretty, yeah. I mean, they that was the and it was a great turn by Zach on the the back half of it. You know, I think Zach's probably got a little bit stronger of an arm than, yeah, than Ryder, so I feel like he probably got that double play. But then you also had one earlier in the game or, or a little bit later that Zach he caught at shortstop, and then he wasn't as quick on the transfer as Ryder is at shortstop maybe in this just that particular instance so you know you, you take and give or give and take some right there because each also made an error in the game uh-uh. but i still think overall they're making they're making the tough plays look routine at times and they're making some routine errors so that's, that's kind of what's driving you a little bit crazy for the coaching staff but i thought overall the defense showed up you had the slotting catch by Worrell and Center at some point this weekend. They all kind of run together after a while. but He's, he's been he's been good out there. Yeah, there was the one at, at UNC that I think kind of got away from him a little bit. But outside of that, I mean, you're not going to read every ball perfectly as a center fielder. That is a difficult job. Hoover with a great catch on the wall yeah. as well, uh, highlighting some pirate defense. Uh, East Carolina taking on Virginia Tech as we speak. Uh, Stephen Igo and I are recording this interview at 1.13 p.m. You want to guess what the score is, Stephen? So uh, we're running this is I'm gonna say it's zero to zero. Are we running this at no no, this is at right now it is like five ten, five fifteen. Oh wow, then yeah, ECU is definitely winning. Like 
Like four, four to, to two, one. four to one, four to one. Pirates lead at four to one in our fantasy world. Virginia Tech's going to be up like eight to zero. <laughs> this could go really bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, why why are we recording this early? What do you got to do? Do you like to send me some bogus excuses? No, for stuff? what I have to do is watch the game. Because remember the last time we tried to do it live, uh, along Thursday. A Thursday, you said. Uh, okay, Thursday. I just realized my wife's taking me out of town. How do you just realize something like that? So, okay, first of all, this was an impromptu mini vacation. We're going to the tiny houses in Rocky Mount. I don't know if you've ever been out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google that right now. Go for it. River and Twine, tiny houses. I was supposed to go earlier this year could not go so we have credit we need to use she's got multiple days off of work she was like let's go and i was like whatever let's let's do it let's. oh do you stay in one of these yeah uh-huh. we're staying in the tar the what it's called the house is called the tar it's called a tiny house wait why are you doing this because there's like breweries and restaurants and all around there you can walk to are you so. claustrophobic no okay all right man i was just asking you think I'd be staying in a tiny house if I? If Erica <laughs> told you to, you would I'd probably be so. All I mean. right, exactly. But it's a chance to get away, and so my thinking was, all right, we'll go down there Thursday evening. It's only forty-five minute drive. We'll check in, and she was like, "Well, I want to go uh, early Thursday so we can take advantage of our time away." That is sweet. And so I was like, well, I got the basketball game that I have to cover. She was like, it's ECU basketball. You don't even really have to cover it. That was her exact <laughs> response. <And> so, <laughs> so I said that, uh, all right, well, at least let me watch the first half, and then we'll, we'll have Tell it. her we're doing a little tiny studio for Thursday. We're doing a tiny studio watch along? Yeah. I mean, you already got CJ and Shirley. How many people do y'all really need? See, you, why do you, I, And I don't even have a basketball jersey. All right, fine. You know what? All right. I don't even want to be here. Okay, just say that. You had to come up with a laundry list of reasons why. That's a great excuse with very specific items detailed. I got to tell you, I go, the tiny house trip is the most creative excuse you've ever come (laughs) up with. It's always like you sit with Erica and you're like, Erica, I don't want to be there on Thursday. I'm going to get to the tiny house. I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you during the show. In fact, we can do an interview from the tiny house right after the game ends. How about that? Erica, what is a crazy ass excuse I can give Cliff? Uh, not to show up and she'll be like oh my friend was telling me about these tiny houses in rocky mount you should use that one i guess tiny uh, house vacation that's okay well, hey y'all have fun man that's great you got some time off yeah i mean uh and patrick mason lives in that area from uh you know you guys had him on last week p mace yeah p mace yeah, yeah. p mace <laughs> we'll talk to p mace uh tomorrow again nice he's coming in nice. studio you gonna make him drive all the way from Rocky Mount for a studio hit? Does he live there? Yes, I just said he lives in Rocky Mount at the tiny houses. Oh you man! You can ask him about the tiny houses, and he can verify it's a real thing. Well, now I feel bad. I'll see if he wants to uh, just phone it in. I didn't realize he. Uh, I mean, I mean, with gas prices now. Yeah, I mean, I I debated whether or not to come here today. <laughs> I honestly did not think you were. But honestly, if see here's the problem i would say it'd be very good for him to come here and like hang out for a couple hours and watch the radford game but i don't even think the radford game's on tv oh that was my plan yeah oh oh yeah you're right well dang i guess we'll just look at live stats as we yeah pull up the old game tracker do y'all remember the old game tracker where uh little stick figures (laughs) and it would like show them actually hitting the balls 
So yeah, we Chandler's be, giving you a thumbs up. We'd be in class. It was like the CSTV game tracker, and we'd be in class watching that thing. And it wasn't the game tracker now where it told you like what exactly happened as it happened. So like the little stick figure would hit the ball, and it would like fly up into the air. Sometimes it would fall in. Sometimes it'd be a catch. Sometimes it would just go over the fence for home run. So it was Man. pretty entertaining. Yeah. And now we got the crappy live stats. Uh, I remember in the mid a minute ahead of the stream, mid to late nineties when we first kind of got the internet at home and back then it was used for like doing schoolwork research instead of all the terrible things you use the internet for now but me and my friend would just sit there and watch the mlb like all the games on one screen and it's got the dots where they're on base oh yeah straight it was uh i think we used like cbs sports line or whatever but we played fantasy baseball and we just thought that was the coolest thing like we'd spend all friday night from like seven o'clock until dots yeah until like the west coast games end just watching dots man watching dots.com so much fun glory days when did like mlb tv extra innings and like sunday ticket become a thing to where you could like watch i remember sunday ticket when Basically, that came out because yeah. we had direct tv at the time and we got it and man so like early 2000s yeah maybe? yep early 2000s yeah it was awesome when i could watch every broncos game i was just over the moon wow clark kent has just walked in <laughs> well, i'll talk to him in a moment uh and yeah i go now we've got the uh march madness uh ncaa tournament next week and you can watch every game but it used to not be that way you used to get stuck yeah. with a local game yeah, that would suck you just have to watch the little gray box in the upper right hand corner and like see the clock ticking down and hope that it would like switch, switch over. over to mm-hmm. it but uh we are very spoiled very spoiled in our sports and yet we watching. still complain about stuff i mean oh, all the time there'll be something to complain about well yeah, well i guess the one sport there well the nba is not great i guess it's okay because now i can actually watch the hornets using my bally sports app or uh the suddling secret channel every now and then if it's on but the nba is not great and NBA tv like i've never watched them in my life so well, i don't have it on there it's yeah. not available which sucks but major league baseball is still way behind the tv times yeah, i feel absolutely. like it's difficult to watch games so and their app especially when they're not having a season yeah very difficult and it, it always buffers more than any other app i use it's just c- consistent consistently bad product uh major league baseball all right let's talk hoops i go let's run the scenario that if ecu goes to the tournament what seed they'll be okay the NCAA dance so they would let me pull up the uh aac bracket here we know they would have to beat cincinnati on sunday <laughs> Cincinnati on Thursday. A rematch for the AAC championship. Um, Did you know that Cincinnati has been to four consecutive AAC tournament title games? That is a stat to consider that I had not considered. Good stuff. Um, beat Cincinnati, beat Houston. Easy. And then who would they get after that? They would get the winner of Tulane, Memphis. Probably Memphis. You talk about a gauntlet. You got to go through. Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, just to make it to the championship game. Huh. Hmm. Championship game against... You don't like SMU, do you? Well, they're, they're avoiding all the tough teams in the league, so maybe I do. I need to see the bracket, though. This is it. a terrible I know. bracket page. It is. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can pull it up here. 
Hey, as uh, Chandler says, that's that's tough. It's tough to do. Tough to find. It's tough. Why do they keep showing me this? I don't want this. I want a bracket. It literally says bracket, and there's no brackets on this page. I don't want to see... I got a bracket, Cliff. Game A versus game B. Show me a bracket. We've got a bracket. That is not a bracket. God bless! <laughs> All right. Now, can you read this bracket? <laughs> All right, in game one on ECU side of the bracket, East Carolina, Cincinnati, 1 o'clock on Thursday. We'll okay. have the watch along here on Pirate Radio. Everybody will be in their basketball jerseys. Is it on the U? It is on the U. On the U. On ECU side of the bracket, that is the only game on the day because Tulane and Temp. Wait. I was wrong. Tulane and Temple. I guess I read this wrong the first time. Tulane and Temple are on ECU side of the bracket, so those are two winnable games. Whoever wins that game will then meet the winner of Houston and East Carolina. Huh. And then the winner of that game will meet the winner of the side of the bracket that contains All right. Tulsa, Wichita, South Florida, UCF, Memphis, and Smooth. This is not a. This is not even a hot take. If ECU beats Houston, they'll be in the championship because they can beat yeah, one of those. Tulane teams. and Temple, they can beat either Easy. one of those teams. I mean, that at that point, you are the champions if you beat Houston. I mean, it's just a formality. Yeah. Uh, so Friday is the championship game. Yeah. Pirates just have to get there by beating Cincinnati. Uh, they played Cincinnati close uh, twice. Had them here at home and. A game that I left and quit watching and somehow had a chance to win it at the end. Vance Jackson went insane. I'll be interested to see how uh, Cincinnati matches up with Vance Jackson. After he torched him twice? He went for 35 the first game over Jeremiah Davenport. They started out the second game with Jeremiah Davenport on him. And then Davenport couldn't block a shot, so Vance just kept shooting him over, shooting over him. Then they tried to put one of the seven-footers, Koval, on him, and Vance would just drive right by him. And so they just have not been able to find a way to slow down Jackson. And I'm sure that's what Wes Miller is doing this week to see if he can find any way to slow him down. But it's been an issue to this point. Uh, real quick, I go. Speaking of Major League Baseball and it being tough to watch, uh, this was uh, tweeted by Jeff Passan earlier today but as we record this uh it was about eight minutes ago major league baseball has a new tv partner apple at the company's event today it announced the deal with the league to carry a friday night baseball doubleheader on apple tv plus games will be exclusively broadcast on the streaming service if there's a season correct um, I, I don't have apple TV i don't have plus. apple tv either it's the like- only thing i don't have i was about to say that as well i don't have any reason to get apple tv and I doubt the Mariners are going to be featured but so much on Friday night doubleheaders unless they go for that West Coast game. Oh, yeah. Well, there's got to be some West team, yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to take a lot for me to make that move. Like, I already am paying probably more money in streaming services oh than I paid God. for cable. So <laughs> You ain't lying. It all comes back to you end up spending more money than you want to, no matter what way you go. Yeah. Uh, back to Pirate Basketball. Speaking of spending more money than you want to, what is the future of Joe Dooley? <laughs> nice segue. Do um, they spend more money to keep him here, or do they 
How many? Yeah, you we're looking at the. I, I'll be honest. I have not read the extend dually thread on Hoist of Colors at all because I don't even want to. There's now 38 pages. I'm gonna read a random. Like Seventy-six thousand views. And it's the same people that just keep going back and forth the same thing every time I go go to uh, check it out. I'm all for going all in on basketball, but Joe Dooley is not an all in candidate. If we're going to commit to being a winner on the court, why not commit to hiring a high profile coach? A high with H I G A G. A higher. Uh, I think that. I mean, I feel like Joe Dooley is a pretty, pretty big high profile coach. It's almost like because Troy was like getting on me about not being super excited about having a winning regular season and I, and it's all about expectations and i don't expect ecu to be good but i still want them well, to the, be good yeah i mean i think i think this year's no i think they've made progress but you look at who they've beaten the net ranking says it all i mean they're still just barely inside of 200 so basically they're barely a top 200 team nationally which Really, I mean, what what does that get you? Um, you know, you have a winning record as of right now, but they have two quality wins. They played nobody in the non-conference, at least in terms of winning those games. So I'm not, like, upset with this season, no, but it's, it's just, nothing, like, it's nothing special. Crazy. Nothing crazy. Now, if they go out and win, you know, let's say they just beat Cincinnati and play Houston tough, I think people feel a lot better. If you go out and lose to Cincinnati by 25, do you finish 500, then it's just kind of another deflating feeling. Do we have uh, a Chandler? Pull, see, uh, can you give me that media guide basketball? See if it's on. The, I, I go. I, I'll do the leg work. You're busy. You do a lot. Tiny houses, all that. <laughs> I would love to see ECU's all-time conference tournament record. Uh, if you just bring me a trash can, I can show you. <laughs> I mean, how many one and dones? Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate that. So this goes to 2018. How old is this media guide? Yeah, this is the All right, 2020. Let's, see, let's check out who's on the front of this thing. Yeah, we quick. did this once. <laughs> I can't remember who was doing this. Check out Luigi and Suggs here, man. Suggs looks like he's 14. He's got uh, the baby face. He's lost some of the baby yeah. fat. Seth Day. I mean, you still got, for this era of college basketball, yeah. you got a lot of guys still on the team. Luigi, Suggs. Tremont. Tremont. JJ. Yeah. Have you looked at Charles Coleman's stats, by the way, at St. Joe's? Let me guess. St. Joe's as in, like, the A-10? As in? The Hawks? St. Joe's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say he's averaging 3.8 points, (laughs) 3.2 rebounds, and .4 blocks. That sounds about right, what you would think it would be, but... Let me pull it up while you pick that up. We got we're doing a lot of research here. All right, dating back to I'm gonna the twenty nineteen tournament, East Carolina lost by fourteen to Wichita State, one and done. The previous year, lost by fourteen, one and done. The previous year, beat Temple in seventeen and then lost to SMU by four. That's right. They were the one one seed. seed. That was that uh what was it? Moore was the point guard who was just a beast. The year before that, we are now to 2016. East Carolina lost by five to USF, one and done. The year before that, that, terrible South Florida team. The year before that, they beat UCF. Was this the year they beat UCF? Yes, three times in one year. They won in overtime 81 to 80 
and then they lost to smu 74 to 68 they might have been the one seed that year too i don't remember uh the year before that how about this run in the uh conference tournament i go they beat utsa and then lost to utep we're back to 2014 now uh the year before that they lost to tulsa uh one and done lost by seven the year before that they won a couple games or they won one game they beat rice and then lost in overtime to southern miss who i want to say was the top seed mm-hmm. and just about knocked them off the tulsa year that was the year that i think ec had a first round bye and lost to tulsa oh yeah, uh, yeah. Remember that. on tulsa's home floor how about this run i remember it they beat ucf they beat the top seed uab in overtime and then lost to memphis by 20 they They had beat memphis the previous week on senior day Mm -hmm. they just ran out of gas uh before that lost to houston lost to tulane lost to tulsa lost to tulsa lost to ucf (laughs) so they went on a streak i guess this year they didn't even make the tournament yeah there was a while there where only a certain amount of teams got in they went on a run where they didn't win a tournament game holy moly <laughs> for like 10 years 96 so basically the whole harry and era yeah 96 to Dooley 12 to harry to mac it's so been bad lebo was the only one to win a tournament game. he actually had some yeah. success in conference tournaments that Dooley hasn't won one yet has he he has not all right in this tenure and i don't right. know in the last tenure either oh i'll check that real quick all right do you Maybe have charles coleman on. stats yeah charles coleman at um st joe's he is he has started one game <laughs> um he is he's seven for 17 from the free throw line two of 12 from three he's averaging a minuscule 1.6 points per game 2.4 rebounds. He hmm. has blocked eight shots in about looks like 20 or so games. Um, that would probably put him at about 0.4 block shots per game. All right, so I nailed that. I was kind of close on rebounds. Joe Dooley won his first ever conference uh, tournament game. I go knocking off your favorite school, American, <laughs> 76 to 60. Tell you what, I would love to get a. So we should do a whole show on reviewing the history of the ECU American basketball rivalry series. And I like the media guy. This feels like they're throwing shade. They point out that they lost lost at VCU, right, in the conference. Tournament. Yeah, because it was you know in rigged. rigged at VCU. So Joe Dooley won his first uh, conference tournament game he coached and has not won one since as the coach of East Carolina. That could change this year. How you feeling? I mean, do you feel like they're going to win? I feel like they're going to lose by seven. Uh, I think that if I had to guess a line, I'd pick Cincinnati seven and a half, six and a half. I think I said six and a half as my line. All right, we're out of time. Any football nuggets? Um, What's your favorite dipping sauce? (laughs) Barbecue. I had some nuggets earlier this week from Chick Fil A. Wait, can I say that? Are they a sponsor? I guess it doesn't matter. Everybody knows who they are. Uh, you don't like Polynesian? I'm not a big Polynesian guy. Man, I love Chick Fil A sauce is good, but it's a little too too much. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> so, uh, any football nuggets? And as I was eating those nuggets, I started thinking to myself, you know what? What should I do 
with some football nuggets that I have. And I said that, you know what, I'm going to do leading into the spring, which starts next Tuesday. Hmm. Can you believe that? We wow. are one week away from spring practice. Awesome. At this time next week, Mike Houston will be excited. Violence. Um, And so over the next week, I'm going to do a position preview storyline. What a great idea. Feature on Hoist of Colors. And I'm going to drop some nuggets. Wait, you already got it rolling with quarterbacks, yeah, right? Yep, I already got it rolling. And so if you want some nuggets, come check it out at You can get a six-piece every single day leading up to spring practice. <laughs> All right, where are you at with the idea of the uh, guest, the uh, oh, poster yeah. on the podcast? So definitely planning to start it next week. Ori did not respond. Ori never responded. What a joke. Just an absolute fraud. I've lost so much respect for that for that man. <laughs> wow, the F word comes out. If he is a man. Could be a woman. Could be a woman. I mean, could be. Who knows? We but, don't know. Because he won't respond. He won't come on. So we're going to start with, uh, I got three names. And I'm gonna draw them out of a hat live on the air at some point on part right here. <laughs> Great idea. I just forgot I need to call Sai Seymour. So I go, thanks for hanging out. Uh we will take a time out here on our live edition of Pirate Radio Live. We recorded that earlier today with Igo. We'll be back with you on PRL after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville and, or excuse me, next to Sam's Club. Or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back inside the Pirate Radio studios here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Rock here with... My cohort on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, he is Billy Weaver, joining us today inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Weave, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Nice to be back in the studio. Yes, sir. On the phone is awesome. Good to see you here. We just don't have all those callers calling in to talk about. I, I was going to say complain, but I was going to say is that is that setting me up for that's a good thing or that's a bad thing? We had a comments. we had a good year on the fifth quarter. <laughs> we had a winning season, Weave. It was a lot of fun. It was good. It was good. And, I mean, uh, it was a little rough at the beginning of the season when, when, you know, everyone was jumping off the ship and, you know, they were calling for Donnie Kirkpatrick's head and Mike Houston's head. And no one thought that uh, Morgan, I mean, uh, Morgan Aylers, uh, <laughs> that was that was a subject too. Uh, local politics, but <laughs> local politics. Uh, but Holton Aylers, you know, there was talk that he wasn't a division one quarterback, all that stuff at the beginning of the year. But then those same callers kind of flip flopped. Uh, about midway through the season, right after Marshall win, that was a uh, that seemed to turn things around. Yeah. And uh, spring football beginning next Tuesday, we've so yeah, a week it's away. Feeling from... like spring outside. It is. Did you get over to Clark McClare this weekend? I did not. I didn't get over there, but I did watch them. Uh, watched all the games on uh, ESPN Plus, which has been a major, uh, major plus. Not to you know uh, be weird. That's about what it. we do on the yeah. show. Yeah, ESPN Plus has yeah. been a major plus. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, it's been, it's been great to be able to see those games on TV. No doubt. And uh, man, it was a regional-like atmosphere, and that's not just coming from me. Zach Agnos even said that playing in the game, especially on Saturday, where you had the great weather, the great crowd, and a name opponent, Michigan. Yeah, here it was. Uh, it was a special night. The Leclairs throughout the first pitch, just uh, the twenty threes on all the players, Godwin, and on the Michigan side, Nick Schnabel and Eric Backage. It was a really, really cool night. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Schnabel and Backage being honored as well with uh, jerseys that were framed, uh, their pirate jerseys, and and I know that was special to them. It was special to uh, to Cliff Godwin, who you know has called them brothers. I mean, uh, you know, they were a special group here back. Uh, back in the day and it's nice to see those guys uh, successful but it's even nicer to see East Carolina come out with a victory in the sweep and uh, going 3-0 and in the Keith LeClaire Classic. Pirates in action as we speak against Virginia Tech. We've How about the, uh, the breaking news of the day and the NFL always finds a way. We're here March Madness had some great tournament games last night games going on right now but the NFL is king and stays king and uh, comes out today with two huge quarterback stories Aaron Rodgers uh, will return to play for the Packers, signing a mega deal. And then Russell Wilson, who Washington has apparently been uh, very eager to attempt to get, very aggressive in trying to go out and bring in Russell Wilson as quarterback. Well, he is going to the Denver Broncos in a mega deal. And uh, Denver able to get done what Washington can't do, and that is a huge move uh for denver who tries to become a player there in the afc yeah i mean and you know i think everybody looks at uh what stafford did with the rams because that was the missing piece and i think that's what you know especially what ron rivera has come out and said that's that's kind of the missing piece in washington is that you need a quarterback you need a guy that can can lead the troops i mean that's been a man the quarterback position has just been you know so tough in washington for years and years and i think that's why they were going hard after russell wilson as well and i think from what i understood it was maybe two first round draft picks that they were willing to come off and i think you know seattle maybe wanted three i don't know how all that panned out but you know that's that was that's the missing piece in washington is the quarterback feels like denver is somewhat similar to washington in that regard good defense i think denver might actually have better weapons offensively especially at the receiver position but they give up uh their talented tight end noah fant also quarterback drew lock a defensive lineman and multiple draft picks they're giving up a lot they're giving up a lot to just get this one quarterback in an attempt to get them over the top and you look at the qbs just in that division now we've you've got pat mahomes you've got uh justin herbert uh Carr and now wilson that is a division stacked with qbs oh yeah that is that's that's awesome and i i tell you what i i just i hated that that washington wasn't a little bit more aggressive in that in that situation and obviously you don't want to give away everything but at some point you got to say look we know what we need to get us over the hump we know what's going to take what it's going to take to get us into the playoffs and who knows even make a a super bowl run like the rams did uh at some point you got to be aggressive and I don't think uh, Washington was aggressive enough in getting him. Billy, we were joining us. We, East Carolina, back on the hardwood on Thursday, round one of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. They'll take on Cincinnati, a team that they played tough twice this year. They lost to twice this year, uh, but match up pretty well against. Uh, do you like the Pirates' chances to 
to maybe win one, make a little noise in Texas. Yeah, it would be nice. It just it just depends on which pirate team shows up. The Pirates have to they've got to do everything well and they've got to hit three pointers. Um, which you know that's been kind of an up and down thing this season uh, with three pointers. They played defense, uh, you know, relatively well. It'd be nice to see them knock off Cincinnati. And, and you know, this isn't our dad's Cincinnati. This in the the same nah. Cincinnati that used to you know dominate. And we talked to Cy earlier. They've been struggling of late. Weave, so they're yeah. they're gettable. They are gettable, and that and oh, it'd be a nice win for East Carolina in the first round. And uh, but it's going to be tough. I mean, and I do it, like West Miller. I think if you're going to get Cincinnati, you might want to do it now because yeah. he'll probably build something there. Oh yeah, I would absolutely. Imagine. And and he might not stay there that long if he does build something in Cincinnati. True. Uh, Billy Weaver joining us. We've uh, not the retirement party Coach K was looking for no, on Saturday, no, uh-uh. and I'm wondering now, did they just come out and steamroll everybody at the ACC <laughs> tournament, or you know, just like college basketball as a whole, the ACC seems to be pretty wide open duke is the favorite but uh interested to see how they respond from what took place on saturday to be honest none neither one of those scenarios would surprise me uh because like you said in, you know with the acc the acc's tournament starting today and you know it's it's always fun to watch the acc tournament and in years past it was north carolina and, and duke i mean that was and the, kind of the rest of the field this year uh, it's a little bit different um, so I could see Duke coming out and just like you said, though, steamrolling through the ACC and, and taking this personal um, and kind of winning one for Coach K or winning yeah. a bunch for Coach Trying, K. I, I could see. Right. Oh, I could see that happening. Absolutely. No Looking forward to the madness. Make sure you stop by next uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Weave and fill out a bracket. Okay. Get in our yeah. bracket challenge yeah. here, like yeah. you normally do. Uh, how about and I can lose like I normally do? Sure. <laughs> I won one like the year Virginia won, and I'm just going to keep talking about that one because it is uh, such a crapshoot, especially this year. I mean, do you even have a team? Like, if you had to pick today, who would you pick on your final line? Oh, because wow. there's like 17 options. Maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple teams I'd put up there. Gonzaga's got to be one of them. Um. They burned me last year, but I don't know if I'm ready to go back to the well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few of them up there. It's just, I don't know. I guess it just depends on matchups, depends on how everything stacks up. And I'm kind of one of those guys who likes to see the brackets, likes to see the seeds come out. We could, I mean, as far as like everybody in it picking a champion, this could be the most diverse selections we've ever seen. Who would you pick as a champion right now? <laughs> see, that's so why you're shying I away asked from Gonzaga. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you, a team that I'm going to have probably going too far is Arkansas. I've kind of fallen in love with them over the last few weeks watching them play. Um, I'll probably have Kansas making a run. Villanova, as far as on that final line yet, Weave, I'm going to pull a Billy Weaver and say I'm not ready to make that call yet. (laughs) Because I don't know. I don't know. It's so up in the air. I know. But there are some teams that I like, and – uh, looking forward to that coming up. Who out of the week. ACC do you like? Nobody. Yeah. Uh, Duke, I guess. If if anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Can I don't I don't trust Carolina to make a run. Notre Dame, they're second in the league this year. But do you trust Notre? Dame? Yeah, no, nah. it's just that's not that's never a sexy pick. No, nah. you know. Uh, we let's wrap it up with some what NASCAR. Saint Bonaventure Bonnies. Hey, Bonnie's uh, play on Friday. Need to make a run in the Atlanta uh, A-10 tournament if they want to make the tournament yep. this year. Uh, Alex Bowman gets the win. 
Or as Kyle Bush says, how the about that? Luckiest bleepity bleep that ever. Bleep oh, there was bleep. a lot of bleepity bleeps in there, wasn't there? What? So he was upset because he was winning the race and was probably going to win, but there was a caution yeah. late. I didn't. I don't know if he has a beef with Bowman personally, but right I after have, Bowman won, yeah. he says he backs into every bleepity bleep win. I great. think that was more of a frustration thing on yeah. on Kyle's part because first of all, he was in a he was in a parts car basically. I mean, they had to build that car and and kind of put that on the track. And he went from the back of the field to the front. He was in contention to win it. Of course, a late race caution, and I, I thought it was very interesting. You saw Kyle Busch's wife up on the the hauler in the uh, in the pit stalls when that caution came out and she might have even said a bleepity bleep or something you know she didn't she knew the kind of ramifications of bunching the field back up late oh, in the yeah. race um and there was a pit and so he lost his position well he, he took four tires yeah. and, and bowman was one of the guys that took two tires uh the hendrick guys took two tires uh so the hendrick drivers were one two and three coming out of that pit uh late in the race and i i thought you know with a it's it's a roll of the dice with a green white checkered with the you know the nascar overtime taking four as opposed to two because obviously on a longer run those four tires are gonna are gonna prove to be much more effective i i just don't think they had enough laps for that to pay off big and uh it was frustrating to kyle and i i think maybe looking back at it kyle might have wanted to take two two tires stay up there and he could have won that race and i think it was it was all in frustration because it was such a crazy weekend for him all right billy uh we go to phoenix coming up this sunday um kyle larson obviously gonna be up there because he's up there every single weekend but uh who do you like in phoenix well i do like kyle because he he was the winner uh, of the last race uh, i think the november race back in phoenix and um you know of course he just had an incredible season last year and you know he was what runner-up this this past week at vegas bowman is you know is the one i mean uh, larson was the one that bowman beat out at the end of the race so if i had to pick a a, a horse to win it that would be it uh billy weaver joining us inside the pirate radio studios we appreciate you hanging out for a few minutes today not a problem good man. to see awesome. you and nice. uh stop by anytime make sure you come back next week and uh fill out a losing bracket all right i'll, I'll look forward to seeing all the red check marks <laughs> or red uh, x's <laughs> yeah shirley Rhodes will be our grader once again all right we'll take a time out come back have more for you here on pirate radio live on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 184 points at 32,632. NASDAQ dropped 35 closed out at 12,795 and the S&P was down 30 at 4,170. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
All righty, we are in the midst of an 8 0 Clemson Tiger run in the last 30 seconds or so, and they have now jumped out to an 11 point lead over State. 47 to 36, 11 03 left to go in the first half. Another score on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Ryder. Da Buck. Da Buck. Ryder. Leads Manhattan 42 to 36 at halftime in the MAC tournament. And mm-hmm. Bellarmine can't go to the tournament, but they can win their conference tournament. They're up 10 at halftime over Jacksonville. This is going to be a story tomorrow if they win. And you'll uh, be hearing more about, what about this. A story? What about a story? So uh, those games going on right now on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. ECU uh, baseball, uh, I do have an update uh, on that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. Shirley, no, what's going on? I was. I was about to say Lane Hoover had a double. Did the Pirates do anything with that? Yes, they did. Yes, they, they scored did. two. It's now 4-2 to two, East Carolina. I mean, Virginia Tech. Uh, and uh, the culture is fine here. <laughs> the culture is fine. Bruce Allen would say the culture is damn good. And uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart, JJC, JJC, is on first base. He drove in another run, so that that was the second run. So it's four to two. Okay, Amac is up to bat, two outs, runner on first. All right, let's get our last break in. Shirley will come back, let you know what Amac did, and wrap up a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Wrapping up Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Thanks to Justin Hardy for joining us on the show along with... Billy Weaver, Stephen Igo, Cy Seymour, Troy D. Ellerby, Billy, uh, I already said Billy Weaver, Mike Mullis. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer. We'll see you fine folks Wednesday at 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. AMAC singled. Are the Pirates still batting? They are not. So 4-2 to two, Hokies leading the Pirates right now. We will see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.